This is Alt Haven's exclusive live stream of Predation. If you're eager to witness the live action firsthand, join us on Twitch every Monday night at 6 p.m. PST on twitch.tv slash Althaven. If you're savoring what you hear and want more captivating content, explore Althaven's other remarkable podcasts, like $2 Creature Feature and Pest Control. Our extensive backlog spans from the mystical realms of ghosts, werewolves, and vampires to the cosmic adventures of Star Trek and the heroic tales of superheroes. Your support is invaluable to Alt Haven, and we appreciate every moment you spend with us. Thank you for being part of our Haven. Good evening, and welcome to wherever the hell we are. I am Eric, your GM tonight with the Stream Punks. We're going to be kicking off our game of Legacy of Silver Creek. I hope everyone uh, is doing well. Had a lovely Halloween. Uh, we had a really great game on the 31st on Tuesday over on our Discord channel. If you are not subbed up over there, that is available to Companions and Above if you're interested in checking it out. And uh, Sam DeLeve went ahead and posted up that VOD. So if you missed it, you get to go see it whenever you want. And I highly recommend it. It is one of those games that really was just kind of like a fun little hangout kind of game and ended up making us all cry at the very end. So it was good. Um, check it out when you get the chance. Um, I don't have any announcements at the moment right now, just to stay tuned for um, some announcements coming up in the next month, probably in a couple of weeks, about Streampunk's merch and stuff like that. Sam and I are doing our best to see if we can't squeeze out some merch for the holidays. We'll let you know if that's ever going to happen, but it's not exactly easy when you're juggling 300 plates. Uh, we'll let you all know as that's coming up, but uh, stay tuned. Um, I don't have any other big announcements tonight, except for just how freaking awesome I am and how you're all lucky to know me. Uh, does anybody else have any announcements? Yes, Aliza. Hi, I'm back. I missed you all. It's true. I um, uh, so my little announcement today is that I uh, did a new story. It's just one chapter. It's it's called a Shared World on Storyloom. So I, I took a character from an established choices. Uh, if you're familiar with that app, it's like a storytelling app choices. We we're doing this collab because it's all the same, the same folks where we are allowed to use some characters from their world in our story. So I made a new story called Bloodbound at the Blood Bar. Uh, just all the vampires all the time, just push it, putting them all in a bar, basically. Um, and uh, having them tell a cautionary tale of vampire life to the newly turned blood tender, which is you. You play as the blood tender. So yeah, I'm using it as kind of like a little like vampire parable off offshoot mm. of my two stories. Um, yeah, I'm going to see if it's if people like it, I'll continue. If not, I don't know. I just wrote this one, but I, I kind of want to continue it. So let me know if you like it. I don't know. Uh, Bloodbound at the Blood Bar. I'm sorry, Lim. Sweet. I highly recommend Elise's writing. It is so choice. Thank you. Um, anybody else have any announcements tonight? Well, fine. Jeez, like nothing. Wow, you're just leaving me hanging. Oh, yes. Yes, Sam, please. <laughs> Uh, chat can't hear Sam. Oh man, I see a mute icon in our Sam was literally, Sam literally just no, told everybody, that. Wow, that was the that was the big announcement. <laughs> wow. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody. 
Well, as it turns out, if you want to hear Sam, uh, that's an extra four ninety nine a month, and it's over <laughs> on. Yes. Um, Sam is downloadable content Sam for the stream content. If you want, if you would like to One get some Sam audio. DLC, yeah, <laughs> please, evilly brilliant way to pedal content. I feel like God. we're gonna see that soon. That would oh look at all chat saying that they would pay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah you would. Don't kind of you and BT dubs I have a coffee, I guess. Um <laughs> Cynthia did just say only Sam's in chat. I do need to say that that's only extremely Sam. funny. Only Sam. Only Sam's, yeah. Only, only Sam's. Yep. Well, there is a, a critical number. Uh do we have confirmation that I exist again? Oh, good. All right, good. Then I can tell you yes. about all okay, the hauntings okay. that I tried to prepare for on Halloween by posting up special haunted science. The moon is haunted, and there is more of it than we thought. Please go investigate further over on my YouTube, youtube.com slash Delevely, D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y, where Unlike the beginnings of these streams, I can be heard and I should be because the moon is haunted and that's important. Um, also figuring out whatever the heck is going on, which I don't understand, but I'm excited for it. Let us begin tonight's chapter of Legacy of Silver Creek. So busy horsing around, and none of y'all heard the countdown. Okay. You shouldn't have said anything, Jake. I wouldn't have told you if you had just been like, I'm going live and I'm not telling anybody. Oh my god. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> I heard it immediately. Oh god. All right. Um, let's go ahead and pick up where we left off last week, which was on the cold metal floor the interior of some strange facility surrounded by people in tactical gear holding guns pointing them at you the woman in the lead in a power suit who looks very disappointed and orega who is also pitched forward and is picking himself up off the ground after by the way after very carefully making sure to palm the device over to ozzy before getting back up off the ground uh as a quick recap when we last left off, you guys were in sort of a life and death situation. Everything had gone straight to hell inside the facility of Sati Site 000E. 
you encountered a being that was initially thought to have been an apparition of a future version of Dahlia. However, as it turns out, it was very real, very physical and very there and was doing quite the job at making sure that no one else could see her. Uh, she also used language that rose a lot of questions about her relationship with Dahlia and made some inferences about Dahlia's true state, which was also somewhat shocking. And then all hell broke loose with security systems going off, dinos smashing through the front door to try to get inside and help, um, combat, people getting shot up, and then, of course, resulting in a quick evacuation where you all basically bolted for what appeared to be a portal, some kind of gateway that was opened by Orega. Orega snatched the device right out of Ozzy's pocket and said, we can't beat her. You need to follow me. And he ran. And he didn't look back to see if anybody was actually following him. A few moments later, he managed to activate some kind of unseen archway portal and threw himself through it. It seemed like it was unstable and going to close soon. And one by one, you all ran through it uh, after him. As you were all picking yourselves up, there's a couple of things to take stock of is the fact that right now your skin feels like it has just, it feels like you have just been pulled out of a polar dip. Like you just stripped down to your skibbies and jumped into an icy cold lake. And right now, though your skin is quite dry, it feels like you are recovering from frigid temperatures. Your bodies are somewhat exhausted. And you can feel that fatigue setting in that does kind of very subtly set in after, you know, having your energy sapped from cold temperatures. Um, disorientation is obvious. Right now, not only are your surroundings making no sense to you, but there's also a pounding headache right now and your eyes are having difficulty adjusting. But at least one of you, if you would like to make me an intellect check at a difficulty of two, in this moment of panic and attempt to try to figure out what is happening. Got a success? That's two. 19. 19? Uh, can anybody attempt this or is it just... Anybody can attempt it. Okay. I got a 17. 17 is definitely going to do it. 19 I got, also. A, I got a 10. 10 does it. How'd you do, Clover? I I think I'm not going to roll on this. Okay. Clover, you're still trying to assess everything that was going on. Um, about the moment you see the electrical light storm of the portal behind you just snap close and vanish. Each and every one of you takes stock and looks around. You see each other, picking each other up off the ground, kind of... The confusion on each other's face is somewhat comforting as none of you all know where you are, but something to, to those who made the successful check, it all occurs to you, Yen is not here. In fact, it all occurs to you, what happened to Yen? Because during that entire firefight, everyone lost track of him. So it occurs to everybody in that moment, he is not in the room with you guys as y'all are starting to pick yourselves up. Um, you can also hear the echoing voices of this woman shouting in front of you, but you haven't been paying attention to whatever it is she's saying. You just hear her admonishments. A few moments later, as audible sensory starts coming back into focus and you are all beginning to find your bearings, 
she says something to one of the people in lead tactical gear who surges forward three of them and they immediately grab orega one by one they just seize him by the arms orega is in no condition to fight back he just kind of slumps into their arms they drag him over to her she says you just fucked everyone on this planet put him in a cell you somebody in the back you hear uh excuse me i'm sorry agent uh, excuse i'm sorry can i can i please get through excuse me thank you agent nadine excuse me you see pushing through you see what looks like to be um an east indian woman standing at about five three and a doctor's lab coat she pushes her way through she has a stethoscope around her neck and and uh looks like a name badge clipped onto this white coat dressed in slacks curious dress keeping in mind that nobody in gravac dresses like this she pushes her way forward she says i'm sorry i'm sorry i have to stop you if you want to do that you can do that you're chief of security here but i i have to insist they just came out of a recursion we need to find out if everyone's okay before we do anything like that fine but i want separate rooms take him to c take the rest of them to a and i want you to check in on them and find out what their story is keep guards on them Orega, you and I are going to do some catching up. How's that sound? You hear Orega say, yeah, that sounds great. Looking forward to it. I think Joe, oh, go for it. Go oh. ahead. I'm sure you all have something you want to say or do at this point. Uh, I think Sam, uh, Sam, wow, sorry. Uh, I think Sam. Never be sorry for Sam. Sam's here. <laughs> uh, I think Zach is going to kind of look at the lead and go, we can understand you at any point. Is anyone going to inform us as to what's happening before casting us aside? We mean no trouble. We didn't mean to incursion or whatever it is that we've done. Is he gone? She turns around and looks to see if Orega's been pulled out of the room. He's gone. She turns back and goes, All right. Can you give me your name? Where you're from? Um, Zach, Zach Park, Silver Creek. Just give me one second, okay? Everybody, you can lower your guns. I think they're okay. Give me a sec. Jill, like, act actively raises her hand for, like, <laughs> anybody who is, like, mid-mid while Zach is talking, like, has a question, will, like, actively raise her hand and wait for someone to call on her. The the woman in the front dressed as a doctor, she, you see this charmed smile over her face as she sees you do this and goes, um, you, you don't have to do that. There's just, you know, a lot of guns. Uh, question, uh, do you actively wish, uh, death and or harm upon any of us, just to clear right off the top? Oh, no, 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 okay, no, no, cool. no, no, Okay, cool. Switch. Okay, follow-up question. Follow-up question. I could really use some medical assistance. Like, <laughs> Joe got shot. So. <laughs> okay. Um, Joe. Uh, yeah, you're in pain. Uh, yeah. Uh, she goes, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay, uh, come with me. Let me okay. take you. And as you are doing this, over this woman known as Agent Nadine, who is found herself a computer terminal nearby she is typing in 
you think it's a computer terminal. There seems to be a key interface, but it looks quite analog compared to what you all use. It doesn't use any kind of holographic projection or flat digital keyboard at all. It looks like a keyboard. Uh, what's up, Cynthia? When you're done with this description, I would like to use premonition. Okay. Um, she's typing and she goes, Silver Creek. You can hear her saying this out loud. Um, as you were being escorted by this doctor, the agent, the woman, who, by the way, just as a quick reminder, she is wearing what looks like a power suit. She has a uh, skirt on with a tie, like the, the vest over it. Um, she has a gun that's holstered to her side. She looks like an FBI agent, basically, an, uh, that's kind of dressed in the office without the slacks. She's currently over by the computer. Um, thick red hair that clearly does whatever the hell it wants when it's not pulled back tight the way it is right now. Um, she looks quite serious as she's typing into the computer. Um, she glances up at the doctor who is taking you from the room, Joe, and she says, take all of them with you. We need to run tests on them. Make sure they're not going to melt right in front of us. Is that a genuine concern? Uh, at the same time, the doctor says no. She says yes. <laughs> they look at each other for a moment. And she, the doctor looks back at everybody and says, why, why don't you just follow me? You're, you're going to be fine. All right. Can everyone walk? Is everyone good? Can, does anybody need any assistance? I feel like good is subjective, but I'm walk walkable currently. Alia, as the conversations are happening around you, you start tapping into that side of yourself that is able to connect to temporal manipulations and time frequencies, and immediately you feel nothing. You don't feel anything inside. You don't feel the essence of that. You feel nothing but exhaustion. And it feels like, like a complete disconnect. Well, that's off. Interesting. I tap Zach on the shoulder while we're walking. <sighs> yes, Dahlia. So you know all the stuff that I do to like tap into different things and I can, you know, get ideas. I, I, I don't have that anymore. Like it's blank. I don't, I don't see anything anymore. I must have wished real hard. <laughs> I don't think that it's anything to be concerned about, but these people may have more information we're gonna need the help to get back so so should i be concerned that i was also called like a clone or something you were called a what yeah yeah the the other me and that other wherever we were at said that they wanted to dismantle me well that would make no. sense of how you were in the past that was weird by the way yeah. yeah. Really weird. No one's I mean, I was in the past, but I was younger at the time, and you weren't, and, and that's not how it works. No. No one's going to dismantle anyone, and, and, and I, I think... How do you know? That lady, like, wanted to kill us, and this other lady doesn't. I'm not going to let anyone get hurt here. That's not for you to decide. Yes, no, it absolutely is. Please don't let them hurt me. Thank you. This I will not let them hurt 
<laughs> go ahead. I, I want to go ahead and say that this conversation, of course, is happening in earshot of everyone. So at that moment, the doctor that is currently helping Joe speaks up and goes, no, 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 you, you're all going to be just fine. I promise no one's no one's doing anything. And as she says this, one of the guys in the tax suits moves alongside her as y'all are being led down this corridor. And he says, we need to take their weapons, ma'am. I'm sorry. Safety protocols. We have to take their weapons. She slows to a stop and goes, okay, let, let me handle it, though. I think you all heard that. Um, don't worry. They will be returned to you. It's part of it. It's for our safety and yours. Can you please, if you have any weapons on you, give them to this man. And I can get you to the infirmary as quickly as possible and check you all out. Please. I unsling my rifle, energy rifle, and hold it out. He, as he takes it, he gives it a look like he's never seen anything like it before and just kind of. Uh, don't touch it there. Careful. He puts his hand on the barrel then and just kind of hands it off. You see somebody else very delicately take it. Yeah, I hand over my light pistol. Okay. I hand over. <laughs> like it's you it's tearing him apart. Lisa. <laughs> Yeah. It's tearing me apart, Lisa. Like, <laughs> uh, the bow, the arrow, the chainsaw, <laughs> sword, it's two daggers, shield. Like, it's that scene. Where yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It absolutely as the blades and the knives and the swords and the shields and everything come out. Um, the guys that take the weapons from you handle them with respect and they just very calmly just take them aside. A few of them regard what you're handing them. Um, you think you might catch a whiff of admiration when you hand him the bow? The guy just kind of looks at it and nods as he hands it off. No one knows what the fuck that chainsaw, though, is. They just kind of look at this thing that, that activates into a thing, and they just they treat it like something. They don't know what it is. Immediately hands it off to the next guy and says, uh, take those to the armory and make sure they're locked up so nobody else gets to touch them. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, Eric. He kept Paka. Okay, so he doesn't consider it a weapon. That. I was, I was, I was expecting that. Um, I also still have my light knife. Okay, so we're gonna make <laughs> we're gonna make rolls now. Okay, okay. you're not being actively searched, so this is not going to be particularly right. Also be like, oh, I forgot it. If they search me, also it All is right. worth noting two things that I just want to give the players. One, you're not actively being searched, so that's something. They're not trying to seize your weapons from you. They've asked you to hand them over. The second thing that it's worth noting. Is it about this moment, uh, Vern, you are here <laughs> squirming around inside of a pouch, <laughs> wondering what the hell just happened, probably also recovering from passing through that gate. Um, uh, everyone who is concealing their weapons, you may make an intelligence roll here, uh, and the difficulty is only two, so you need a six or better, since they're not actively searching you. So before I roll, I just want to ask, uh, I don't, he's not hiding it. He just literally does not consider it like a so weapon. So remind, remind everybody what it is. So it is a drone that uh, he can remote view mm -hmm. with. Uh, he's mainly been using it for surveillance. He hasn't really kind of gone through its entire capacity. So it, yeah. it may, there may be like a kill mode. I mean, <laughs> he legitimately does not know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Fair. So, yeah. So with that, I will I will roll it. I was just letting you know, like he it's they probably would see it, but he wouldn't consider it a weapon. So here we go. Uh, okay. 
I keep rolling ten. I've rolled another ten. Excellent. Yeah. Success. I rolled a five. Okay. <gasps> the the here's how I'm gonna play that. Um as the guards, these guys in the tax suits begin to seem satisfied that you've handed over the weapons at that particular moment. Clover, you notice that this doctor spotted your knife. And the two of you, you catch her looking at it, and then the two of you make eye contact. And she just says, all right, let's go. Okay. Clover very awkwardly. say anything. Deer in headlights. As we, as we turn to walk away, we'd like take like four steps, and Joe goes, Oh, oh, wait, sorry. And she goes into her bag and she pulls out a taser and she hands it to the nearest guy. The guy takes it and just looks at it. <laughs> and him then goes, she goes, that's, I forgot I had that. Is this a and taser? And then she turns. And, yeah. Yeah. Passes it on. Turns um, to walk back. Can I? Back up and step with Ozzy. Okay. Can I roll for, to see if, because now Clover's like. You want to read her? No. Oh, what are you thinking yeah. about doing? About actually giving in my knife now. Oh, you want to you want to just let the dice decide if Clover yeah. feels like okay, yeah, let's make it a 50-50. Just roll okay. a d20. 10 or lower, she's feeling like she should hand over 10 or higher or rather 11 or higher. <laughs> 7. 7. Okay. Um, <laughs> the compassion of the doctor disarms you and you <laughs> Yeah. Uh so that moment the eye contact with the doctor and then um Joe turning in her taser uh Clover's like, "Oh, uh I also forgot something and takes out the knife. I imagine she has it on her like ankle or something. You slide out the blade and hand it over to one of the guys in the tax suit. And he goes, he just nods to you as he takes it. They don't say, they don't seem to be angry about it or anything. They just take the knife and nod. Um, there's about six guys in tax suits that begin to move away, but four stay and escort you all down this hallway. When I describe the hallway, do try to picture, <laughs> it's very, it's, uh, it's very much like sort of the industrial chic hallways where it's just this glossy concrete floor and these very well-built side walls that look like they have art and whatnot on them except for in this case it looks like screens none of them are on at the moment but you're lots of echo in here as you're being led down this corridor also bulbed lights shining overhead none of this looks familiar to any of you this looks the architecture the technology is strangely analog and a little it's an amalgam of like high-tech outdated even more so than where you come from. There's a bigger extreme in Silver Creek. In Silver Creek, you're tying spears together using metals that will last forever. Here, it's like a different age of technology you're witnessing. And you were led into a large open room where you see a bunch of medical beds. This looks nothing like Molina's medical facility. You don't see any highly advanced tech or holographic displays or AI currently activated right now. Instead, you see what looks like cozy little alcoves of comfortable beds that have been built next to uh, what seem to be readouts displays and computer datas, like uh, computer databases that are kind of stretching out in an L shape, like little diagnostic stations. Each one of you is shown a bed and kind of leaned in. A few nurses approach all of you, start just taking blood pressure and stuff like that, of which, by the way, you've never seen before as they put this little thing, this little cuff on your arms and start... Joe is asking what every piece of equipment does. Like, she is flagging so hard. Like, she is exhausted. That was a lot. It was a huge adrenaline crash happening currently. Um, and but also she's she's like, and what is that? And what does that do? It goes uh, okay. It goes there. This is. 
continues to yeah. elicit smiles from the doctor. By the way, you see her name tag. Her name tag reads Dr. Nami Watson. She is uh, smiling as you're asking her all these questions. And she says, you have a lot of energy for someone who just jumped between worlds. She uh, activates yeah, a big, flashlight. Big <laughs> she clicks on this light and looks at you, looks at your, your pupils and just says, okay. What shot you? What's your name? Joe. Uh, Josephine Joe? Beller. But Joe, Josephine, Joe's that's easier. a lovely name, Joe. Joe's easier. Okay. Joe, what injured you? Um, you said you were shot? This doesn't yeah. look like a bullet. What was it? No, do I know what kind of weapon it was? It was some kind of plasma energy discharge that she fired. You're not entirely was it like, sure. Did it, was it standard? Did it seem high tech? Like I'm trying oh, to think not, how Joe not, would perceive it. Sorry, not that she fired. One of the drones shot yeah, you. Yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was a plasma rifle, essentially. High tech AT plasma rifle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, high-end plasma rifle, probably. Uh, goes, yeah, I, I don't know much about weapons. Looks like a good burn. I never... Every now and then you see something or hear something about that. She just says, okay. Well, the good news is that's going to heal. Bad news is it's going to take it a hot minute. She oh. goes over, sprays it. Pulls out some bandages and she goes, okay, well, you were all holding up remarkably well. Um, Starts, um, I, I know you all probably have a lot of questions and she looks to the rest of the room and she says, um, we're just going to do some quick tests on everybody to make sure everyone's okay. And, and then I imagine, okay. I imagine the director is going to want to talk to you all directly to find out what the hell is going on. <laughs> um, does anybody need anything to drink? Is everybody good? Do you need food or anything? Can we get you anything while you're waiting? At what point will my weapons be returned to me? Um, I honestly don't know, but if I had to guess, I'd say... When you leave. Um, where exactly are we? Or when, if that's applicable. Uh, that's a completely valid question, and I should really wait till the director gets here to answer that. It's just that if I start answering questions, it could get confusing. She's way better at this, and I'm just a doctor. Are there any windows by chance? I'm so sorry. There are no windows in this room right now. There are windows that look out into the corridor, the, the corridor itself, but there are no windows outside. Um, I kind of have a, a the headache. Do you have anything you do for that here? Uh, yes, give me one second. Joe, you want to just hold on for a sec that bandage should hold um thankfully the burn doesn't look too bad it should heal up but um don't pick at it do my best do you need anything for the pain pretty bad yeah prob probably okay. probably yeah i'll get to that and once okay let me go get that handled can you see to her real quick i'm gonna go help hi and she comes over to you ozzy and says what's your name hi how you doing good i'm dr nima nice to meet you Everyone tries to call me Dr. Watson, but don't. Please don't. Um, Why not? Don't like your last name? Um, it's it's a lot to explain. I'll 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 explain it later. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, uh, I don't want to be pushy. It's it's just kind of. Yeah. No, I understand. She tastes quick. She shines a light. Says, "You want to look up for me?" Yeah. Let's check in. Checks your Okay, you're looking good. And then Thank you. I get that a lot. You're the charmer of the group, huh? 
I don't get that a lot. She freezes suddenly and goes, oh my God, what is that? As Vern peeks Vern's nose out and goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Vern, it's all you. You're, I was you're sure. Yeah. The timing is exactly what yeah. I was thinking. I had a feeling. <laughs> um, I think even before she sees Vern peek out, she sees in Ozzy's, which, was it in a pocket? Is Vern in a pocket? Uh, uh, Vern, Vern tends to be in the device bag. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. The device bag. Um, yeah. Assuming so that's like, on yeah, your I think I thing. imagine it like a little, uh, I had like a camera bag that had, uh, that like had a cuboid structure to it, but also had a flap like a messenger bag does. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's always what I picture in my mind, a thing that Vern could like poke out the flap of, cool. but also like not just a messenger bag sort of vibe. So the doctor would see a ruffling in the like the flap kind of like flitter up a couple times and then peeking out of the flap burn pokes their head out looks around this, sniffing smells this different seems to get the attention of the doctor who gasps with delight at the sight of Vern and goes what is that i've never seen one of those before oh uh this is my alphadon baby Vern, the charmer did you say alphadon yeah. Have you heard of him? You're famous, baby. Scratch, scratch. Squeak, squeak. Gonna fully jump out onto maybe the counter or something and like um, slowly sniff around. She takes a look at this and leans down and just stares at you in utter fascination, Vern. And just says, Oh my god. And it elicits a response from her that's a little so different. It's it's not just admiration and love for Vern, it's genuine shock and mm -hmm. joyous alarm of she looks like she is breathless looking at Vern just going That's an alphadon. Yeah. The best one. Um scratch. scratch. <laughs> Where are you from? Silver Creek? Is that what I heard you say? Uh, some of us are, yeah. I hope I get to hear more about this place that you're from. Uh, while she's looking at Vern, oh. I'd love to peep the bottle of headache medicine. Okay. Because those see... tend to have expiration dates on them. And I'm curious what this one says. Uh, yes, oh. yes, indeed. Uh, it shows there are, as she's brought it over, you see that it has what looks like a series of numbers on it. Uh, one says three, and there's a slash, and it says 28. Perfect. Thank you. And that's after like an EXP or something, so I can make uh, some deductions. Cool. Perfect. I, I um. like that. Ask her a question if I could. Sure. Which is, uh, after seeing this interaction, uh, I'm just going to go. Do you know why we had weapons on us? What our weapons are for? Um, She sits up and manages to pull her eyes off of Vern um, as she's pulling out the pills now to hand over to Ozzy. She's, no, um, but... That's really none of my business. I just want to make sure that you're all okay and that um, 
our weapons are to protect us from Tyrannosaurus, Raptors, all manners of creatures that Dinosaurus kill us easily. What are your weapons for? You see, she's fighting this smile on her face when she nods and says, that's amazing. Um, Wow. That's amazing. Um, Well, I don't carry any weapons myself, but the weapons that security uses are to protect everybody, all the employees here at the estate. From what? She's about to answer when the doors, the doors kind of, these sort of swinging doors push open. A woman walks in who... The moment you see her commands a quiet, confident authority that instantly tells you that whoever she is, she's probably the one in charge. She wears a very nice looking blouse and dress pants with glossy black dress shoes. Her hands are in her pockets. The blouse kind of flows around her. It's kind of billowy. Um, She has blonde hair that kind of curls and tied into a ponytail and a cigarette on her lips as she walks in rather casual. Um, she's definitely giving off like Vanessa Redgrave vibes from Girl Interrupted. Um, steps into the room and comes to a stop. You see a couple of the guards stiffen at her approach and she takes a cigarette out of her mouth and she says, are they checked out okay? And the doctor goes, um, I only just started. They have lots of questions, as you can imagine. I think they probably need to talk to somebody about where they are and what's going on. they follow someone here? Did they not tell you? I haven't gotten a chance to speak to Nadine yet. Um, they came through the, they, they, they came through the portal. They came through the portal. She kind of eyes the doctor for a moment and the doctor nods and says, I I wasn't there to see it, but we do have, uh, we, we do have confirmation that the portal actually activated and that it opened. They translated here from Gravac. At least that's what Nadine told me. I, I don't know if that's true or what that means. The woman then turns to everybody and regards everyone. She doesn't say anything at first. She just kind of stares at everyone. And then she looks over at the guards and she says, You can all leave the room. You don't need to be in here. It's no point in making them nervous. Yes, ma'am. Without a second moment, they all just leave the room. The nurses continue doing their work and um, she glances around at everybody and says, you all have questions? I have questions? Start asking each other questions. My name is Catherine J. Manners. I am the head of operations for the estate. The estate? That's right. Where and when are we? We're on Earth. And when is the year 2025? Huh. Um, what's the estate? That's a big question, but the short version of it is, is the estate is the organization which protects the world from falling to utter darkness and destruction. She has a smug smile on her face. Are we being detained? No. 
So you're being examined right now to make sure that you don't discorporate. I, I look at the I look at the smart people in the party. Like, <laughs> I was giving conflicting answers when I asked last, so I'm not I'm not sure. That's their her comfort to say. <laughs> Mm. Uh, Clover has a very inquisitive look on her face at the discorporate. Yeah, and at about that point is when you hear, um, you can hear uh, Ozzy go, "Is that an option?" <laughs> like piping up in the background. <laughs> um, she says it could be. We won't let it happen, though. Don't worry. We just need to make sure. Fine. I have a question though. What is the cloth thing around people's necks? He wouldn't tell me. Uh, can you be more specific? The cloth thing around people's necks? Yeah, the lady who had the guns pointed at us when we got here had one too. It's about this long. Looks like it chokes you. Is Agent Red wearing a tie today? Um, the doctor nods and says, oh, that's a necktie. But it's not a win or a loss. Why do you What's wear that? Yeah. Does it uh, attach to something? Does your head fall out without it? Oh, that's like one of those old, like... Old, like, old, 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 old future, earth, whatever, the from the before time. Who is it old yeah. or new to them? Have, have they heard of it? It probably establishes some sort of hierarchy in this oh, hierarchy. Oh, so it's um, decorative, but still functional. A status symbol. Like, like military bands, maybe? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Seems pretty impractical to have something that an enemy could choke you with as a sign of rank. From military. Maybe that means they're removed enough that they don't have to worry directly about fighting their enemies. They have other people do it for them because the people with the guns didn't have the time. It could have other function. Maybe they store stuff in it. Maybe it hides oh. something. Yeah. Maybe it, wait, wait. Maybe they could tie other things other than around their neck. What's a gear? Wearable gear? Hmm. Is it wearable gear? Do you I have mean, one for all of us? Should we should we put one on to blend in more? I'd rather just keep using my rope if it's all the same to everyone involved. That seems practical. Inquisitive bunch. She glances over at Doctor <laughs> at the at the doctor. Um Nami just has a smile on her face and nods. And she says, Are they in good enough shape for a debrief? She goes, I really don't know, to be honest with you. I would like to do some blood work, but I would need their permission. And then that's going to be another four hours at least. We need to four hours. figure out exactly what the nature of their translation is. It seems like they all translated quite quickly. And their forms are perfectly intact, which kind of confirms what I think you were scared of. We always knew it was an opposite gate. We just didn't know how to activate it. Now it's activated. Seems Melina failed. Or at least did her best. You know Dr. Melina? Yes. Melina helped us seal the gate that you just came through. Why would you want to seal this gate? 
protect Earth. Which Earth? The Earth. Is it the same one, or are we tar starting to get into dimension hopping? Because that's I I really can't wrap my head no, around. It would that. have to be, or a recur a sealed recursion wouldn't be an issue. Remember, that's what they screamed at Orega. Yeah, not my For it to be expertise. recursive, it has to go go in the go in the circles. Wait, wait. Save from so, so. What, Time loops. Yeah. Save from the diet the the Cretaceous creatures. Cretaceous creatures. Hmm. <gasps> we have to keep oh. them safe from you. <laughs> Have you examined the animal? And the doctor says, no, not yet. And she says, could you do me a favor and make the animal the priority? Sure. Is, is that the concern? She says, yes. And, I'm going to step a little bit behind Zach. Um, the doctor turns to you. She doesn't take a step forward. When she sees you step behind Zach, she goes, um, I don't have to hold... I'm sorry, did you say their name was Vern? Mm-hmm. You can hold Vern, but may I examine Vern? It's for Vern's safety. From what? Belting, you hear the woman say at the other end of the, of the room. Okay, so we're leaning more towards confirming that melting is an issue. That's what I'm getting out of this. Could Clover's you stop like, it yeah. if it started? No. But you can stop it from starting. It helps us to know whether or not it might happen so that we know exactly how long you can afford to stay here. Okay. And Vern, by the way, during this time is getting on their hind legs and kind of pawing at the doctor. Like, okay. Friend. Hey, friend. <laughs> <laughs> so Vern is on the ground. Okay. So you'll note that Nima does not reach down and pet Vern, but she looks absolutely delighted. Um, she smiles and says, can I tell them? And you see the woman known as Agent, or rather I should say Catherine Manners. She just shrugs and says, go ahead. She's, um, this species has been extinct on our planet for a very, 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 very long time. Millions of years, in fact, this version of, it's, I've never seen Shh. one before. Not where Vern can hear you. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Vern, are there? Vern is looking at uh, the doctor's shoes now, and okay, yes, there are knots. It, yes, there are. There okay, are, great. Yeah, totally on time. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that's my baby. Just having fun. <laughs> um, Nima says, if I can just examine Vern for a moment. Do you want to, do you want to hold Vern while I do it? I'm going to need you to explain everything that you do. That's fair. No, no, that's fair. Um, and answer any questions I have about it. I don't make eye contact with Joe. I don't make eye contact <laughs> with Joe. <laughs> um, they don't know what they're signing up for with all the questions I might have. She says, um, well, uh, I don't know how to explain this, but... She starts to like stammer a little bit and Manners kicks in and says, I'll handle this. This is why I'm here. Answer any questions I can help you all understand, help me understand. So why don't we do this? I'll ask a question. You ask questions and we'll go back and forth until we all feel satisfied. Feels logical. Let me start then. Don't examine Vern until we get that question answered. 
Question one. How well do you know Orega? Um, I just met him. Uh, it's, it's my fault. I, I brought him. I'm sorry, guys, to, to our group. I knew it was suspicious, but I didn't know what flavor, and I figured I could get him somewhere where we could get better questions. It does kind of sound like we might be dead without him, so, you know, jury's still out. If no one minds, I have a question that I would like to ask Manners here. Go ahead. Um... There are stories um, that the elders back home tell of the ones that came uh, first from another uh, time. I just wanted to know, why did you leave us? Why... uh, Why did you seal? If there's there, there's clearly a way that we all could have got out. Why did you seal it? Uh, seal it. We didn't leave you, and we sealed it to save you and us. I have follow-up questions, but no. I think. I have follow-up questions, but I do think it's your turn, so I will hold. I'll add a follow-up question so that we don't lose the thread. Is this where this came? we came from, or is this... Well, we... I'm from... I'm not from here, but the before us, the first travelers are from this time? Or, again, are we in a multiverse thing? Is That, that was never answered. Are you in a multiverse thing? Is this a time, a time thing, or a... Are we somewhere else completely? Is this the earth that the first travelers, the first commuters came from? I appreciate that you know enough to ask if this is a multiverse thing. I don't know anything about that. I just need to know where I need to be wrapping my head around because I'm starting to uh, lose the grasp on the plot a little bit. So The multiverse thing is a very close explanation. So this isn't where our first commuters came from? No. We are not in your timeline. You are not from ours. Zach takes a deep breath and unclenches his fist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, simultaneously better and maybe worse to hear. Unclear. I'll think about it. But thank you. Maybe I should just go ahead and start unraveling some of the things for you so that you can understand what's happening here because this one back and forth is just going to lead to more confusion, I can see. What I'm about to tell you is going to be very difficult to process. It's never easy. And it's even trickier when talking to people from outside, from the outside. Although evidence is starting to suggest that a lot of you might be a unique situation. But we'll get to that in a moment. So it's like this. You are from a place that we call a recursion pocket reality formed by what has unfortunately been named fictional leakage from the thoughts and dreams of humankind here on earth 
The world is very real. Your universe is very real. It exists outside the realms of normal reality. Where you are right now is Earth as it is. This is our reality. You follow so far? How do you know you're not a dream? That's a question that got asked quite often when the strange was first discovered. Kind of figured. So I figured you probably have a good answer for it. We do. We were able to categorically prove that recursions were formed by the existence of Earth and not the other way around. We are that doesn't of... mean that you're not, right? Oh, You probably can't prove it internally. Well, we could probably run in, hamster, in our own hamster wheel about what is real and what is not real. But what we do know is we are the baseline. And that recursions are formed by Strange, which is a dark matter energy network that surrounds our world, creating these pocket realities that you know as Gravac. All of them are Gravac, or we are from one that is Gravac that is not uh, associated with the uh, potential hypothetical theoretical others? You are Gravac. There are no others. Every recursion is unique. Every recursion has its own rules. Every recursion has its own laws. How many recursions are there? Currently, we've mapped over 700, but we discover more all the time. So how do you know which one we came from exactly? Because yours was deliberately sealed. We've been to yours before, many years ago. Silver Creek is a top secret file here in the estate. Your recursion, Gravac, is different than the others. In what way? Silver Creek is the home for something that we call in an opposite gate. They're extremely, extremely rare. They allow people to translate simply by walking through. Being able to simply step through a portal and arrive on the other side, directly translating from our world to the recursion without any context to the reality in which you step into. To understand why that's unique, you have to understand how recursions work. So let me paint a picture for you. Say you were with us, the estate. And you were sent into a recursion that had, oh, let's use something familiar. One of the recursions that we're most familiar with. Let's say you stepped into a fantasy world. And this fantasy world has dragons and wizards and knights. If you were to step into a world like this, you would be adapted to the world that you stepped into. You would form into the same context because it's a new reality. Do you follow so far? The concept, not some of the terms, but... Yeah, with wizard. And wizard. dragon, a knight. Mm. Knight, like a... What? Like night, night and day? Your recursion is very unusual as well because not too many recursions that we've encountered are pictures of anomalies in our own version of timeline. This Earth, there was a Cretaceous period 66 million years ago. And there, that all happened. And I am aware that in Gravac, that is where you were all from. Earth in the Cretaceous period, 66 million years. Mm -hmm. But in our world, there are no time travelers and there is no Seti. 
Well, based on the technology, I mean, timeline spoilers, potentially, you're far less advanced than the humans who mm -hmm. found us. So uh, not to rule it out, you've been there. I don't need to explain to you. You probably are aware, but. We have categories for each recursion. Yours is called mad science. So why have I had dreams about places like this? Like I've seen an older version of myself. That stumps her. She looks over at you as you say this, Dahlia, and she considers that for a moment. She goes, I don't know. It's the first I've heard of that. I've seen places like this. I've seen earthquakes happen and like destroy people. Well, it's possible that in your recursion, you were seeing things along your timeline. You do come from a world that mimics ours. To answer the bigger question now, I think we're getting full. Oh, yes. Ozzy, no, was it? No, it's fine. Go answer big questions, whatever. Well, to come back to why we need to check you. There are rules to every recursion. Every reality you step into, if you're leaving and coming into another recursion, then you are adapted into that recursion, as I was saying earlier. Hmm? That's easy for us to do. It takes some adaptation. But people who are native to a recursion who leave that recursion, either for another one or for Earth, things tend to not go well. You typically cannot exist outside the recursions, particularly if you violate the rules or the context of the reality that you've stepped in. Your friend, Vern, there is part of a species that's been extinct for millions of years. It's possible that because of this fact, Vern is bringing a context into this reality that could cause Vern to simply turn to dust. Reality itself will set things right as the laws form into place and Vern will be no more. However, Come here, this... Vern... Yeah, Vern... <laughs> where, uh, yeah, Vern will scamper back over to Ozzy. I'll pick up and, and is hold. <laughs> but it's worth noting that this process is not immediate. It's also worth noting that you are not stuck here. We can send you back to Kravak as soon as you've adapted. So there's no danger. The portal's been opened now. There's nothing we can do about that. And each of you, we are currently trying to decipher whether or not you are shadows or if you are quickened. More words that don't mean anything. Shadows are, shadows are people who are, belong to a recursion. They are people, it's a very nuanced term to describe people who live their lives in their own native recursions. Quickened are people who achieve an awareness of the strange. They connect with all of this. We here on Earth have our own versions of Quickened and Shadows. If you are Quickened, you will all be just fine. If you are Shadows, we must return you to Gravag as quickly as possible. And you will likely forget you were ever here. 
But how do you know? How do you find out if someone is that? That's what I'm trying to discover from our good friend who you traveled here with. Because you see, Orega is a bastard, and I don't like the man. But he's not cruel, not needlessly so, and he wouldn't have dragged you through the gate if he thought you would all survive. In other words, we don't know until we do. That's why we're taking precautions, testing your blood, seeing how you're reacting to being here on Earth. I will go ahead and be honest with you that if you all are quickened, it's unheard of to encounter more than two of you at a time. This would be one for the history books. Well, not ours. Not yours. If one <clears throat> weren't quickened, is there anything that they might be able to do to become quickened? Well, that's a great question, and that's something we've been struggling with for years. There's really no way to predict how someone becomes quickened. If you were more familiar with our Earth, I would go into detail about the whole Zen idea of the pursuit of enlightenment. There's some parallels there that help make sense of the idea of being quickened. But there's nothing that we're aware of that can be done to simply make one. You're all taking this remarkably well. I think that's probably because you come from a place where fantastic things already happen. F fantastic? Of course, you wouldn't see it that way, would you? Didn't have it on my to-do list for the week, but I, I suppose... I'm more trying to... I'm more stuck on the... On, like, every step of the way, probably, actually, but, like, mostly in the... Our, History and everything is real, but also not. But it it exists because of here, because if not for here, it wouldn't exist. But also, that's also true on a, our timeline. We wouldn't exist if Earth didn't also do the thing, but that doesn't happen here. It's a future thing, he not here, but in our... So we are and not, are not real simultaneously. Is that where like smoke coming out of ears kind of like vibes right now everything you just landed? the answer to the everything you just said is yes okay all right all right um she lays down <laughs> <laughs> plop in a perfectly comedic moment you just plop back down onto the, she's just she's just very slowly done. okay all right cool 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 done. and lays down <laughs> she nods to you ozzy so there's some way if as you assert, uh, our worlds are instigated by your dreams and thoughts and stuff. There's gotta also be a mechanic to make that realer than what you could think about because, um, Respect your te respectfully, your technology kind of sucks, but ours is good and it works. And if you could think of how to make your technology not suck, you'd just do it. But you can't do the specifics. But we have the specifics because the technology works. So 
can this system make things realer than the specific thoughts and dreams you had? Do you mean to ask, can we simply borrow from other recursions to improve ours? Um, no. Can the, can recursion, by what means do recursions produce things that can't be replicated in your world? Like technologies more advanced than yours. I see what you say. man whom I was once friends with, Carter. <laughs> we were a bunch of silly college students. It's a school. We were attempting to build a virtual reality system, a way to sort of interact with a video game, something that uh, we here on Earth use for entertainment. Think of it as sort of a digital interactive make-believe space. We first discovered the strange by accident. We managed to create a quantum machine that was able to tap into a dark energy network that was latent around Earth and had remained long undiscovered. We discovered then that this dark energy network was the remnants of some sort of Universal superhighway, some kind of transport system. We don't know who built it, only that they're not around anymore. And the moment we discovered this dark energy network, we attracted the attention of things that lived just beyond it. Like sending up a signal flare. There are things that are lurking out there beyond these boundaries of dark energy that she hesitates for a moment and you see her go down and pull out another cigarette anyone looking closely enough you can see the anxiety spikes on her a little bit she puts a cigarette back in her mouth and lights up another takes a long drag off of it and then <sighs> I was there Saw one. My own eyes. We don't know exactly where they come from. We still learn more about them all the time. <laughs> Carter came up with a ridiculous name for them. He, um, he called them planetivores, but what they really are is they're world eaters. Creatures of unfathomable size and power that literally devour entire worlds. They noticed Earth when we stumbled upon this dark energy network. Carter, being the fast thinker that he was, let's just say that the summary is, is we discovered that the way to stop these things from entering our world and killing everything that we know are laws. If we keep shifting laws, reality around them, they can't enter our world. They have difficulty interacting with things like standard physics. They have difficulty interacting with things like 
the science of your world, the idea of gravity, the, I, the concepts of energy, matter, these things hampen them, causes them to have some difficulty reaching us through the dark energy network. They have no problems, but funnily enough, humanity seems to have had some sort of echo effect on the surrounding dark energy. When we discovered it, it caused a ripple effect and recursions were born. Realities began to sprout up all across the shoals of Earth. One by one, new realities began to be born. And as they did, they created a sort of natural ozone, as it were, protecting us from these creatures, these beings. And one by one, these recursions blossomed out into the dark energy network. Dark energy network, we call it the strange. It is still somewhat unknowable to us. We are still learning as much as we can about it. All we do know is, is that this dark energy network is what decides things. It is what manifests these worlds that you all come from. And while it's true that Earth is the seed of all of these realities all around us, make no mistake, your world is very real. As a history of people, it's all very real. You are all very real. Whether you come from being seeded by people here on earth or not. All I can tell you is this. The estate was formed to protect us and recursions like yours. The one thing these world eaters want more than anything is to see the recursions destroyed so that they can get closer to devouring earth. And they move through the dark energy network, the strange through their agents that they send into recursions to cause havoc, destruction, and chaos. Your recursion almost fell six years ago, your time. Is everyone with me so far? Yep, it's your fault recursions exist. Got it. Yes, you have us to blame for you. No, like you, though. How do you feel about that? She shrugs and says, I feel fine. Okay. Now there's a world out there where dinosaurs exist. I feel great about that. The exploration has been phenomenal. We've gone to see universes and worlds, realities that to us were just dreams. And now they're very real. And we have to protect them. Because they protect you. Yes. And because the people who live within them, not all of them know. Not all of them are quickened. Not all of them understand the strange. Not all of them understand what threatens their lives, their existences. For some of us, we take that as a bit of a responsibility since... Earth is somewhat responsible for creating these things, even though it's out of our control. It's mostly the remnants of this dark energy network of which we still don't fully understand. But more than anything else, there are people and creatures out there that wish to take advantage. They wish to dominate. They wish to control. Or in the case of Mr. Orega, wish to get filthy rich. Yeah, that checks out. Mr. Orega is from here. He is what we call a recursion miner. 
somebody who dips into recursions and recovers whatever technologies that they can to bring them back to Earth. If they are close enough in context, sometimes they will remain stable and you can sell them, unleashing technology that our world is not ready for upon the public. Sometimes it's fine and sometimes it's problematic. Orega has been very problematic. Orega, because of his greed, has now opened that gate and undone what Melina did. But she is not going to be very happy about. And I told her she wasn't going to be able to keep that Sati site secret for long. Sure enough, six years ago, some kids from Silver Creek discovered it. And they found out what she did. She hasn't told you because it wouldn't make any sense. You wouldn't believe her if she, if you, she did tell you. It's too outrageous. She's a time traveler. How is this weirder? She's not a time traveler. She's a paradox. She has the Sorry, ability. A paradox Gravakian. Excuse me. I didn't mean to be insensitive. Thank you. Lena is quickened, and she made contact with us some years ago. And we, her, we sealed off the gate because of... I'll get to that some other time. Needless to say, it was important to seal off Gravak from Earth. Now that it's opened, might as well tell you what we know. Because now, we're going to need all the help we can get. Can we get a message back to our home? Unfortunately, we don't have the way to communicate with recursions like that. But after 24 hours, we can send you back. Joe sits straight up in bed. Okay, well, okay, so, okay, space time, space time stuff. How does time pass? Are we, is it like we can go back to the where we jumped out? Is the time that passes here going to be equivalent or are we going to be experiencing a slowed or sped up passage of time? Because that's also going to uh, add to the amount of urgency that we should feel about this because there are people uh, waiting for us. And uh, do, you, uh, do you know the answer to that at all? I guess. I do actually, yes. We've done enough jumping from recursion to recursion to figure this sort of thing out and it's going to blow your fucking mind. She takes oh, a long boy. drag off her cigarette and she says, Time will pass here just as it does on your recursion. At least it is for Gravac. It's not always that way, but Gravac, we've actually managed to track it. Also, it's worth noting that the shadows, pardon the classification, but the people who are not quickened, when you return to Gravac, they won't know you ever left. Well, yeah, we were in a, in a cave and anyway. Hmm. Sati site. Well, Melina's going to have a lot of explaining to do to both us and you. I don't think she wanted us to go anyways, if that, that helps at all. It does. Um, I have... Tr I trust her. She's a good woman. I know she's trying to do right by everybody. She's trying to protect Gravac, just like we wanted to protect Gravac. We both came up with a plan to seal the gate. We thought it was for the best. Two of your kind, two of your people wandered in here about three years ago or so. If the gate was sealed, how does that work? That's what led to the gate being sealed. Oh. Wait, what were their names? Echo and Penny. 
Uh, we've they said Echo. Someone's Echo. Statement. Zach, who's Echo? Would I remember Echo? Yes. And Penny. I, I tell them everything I do. <laughs> and are those Nods the... and says, oh. well, you'll be happy to know that Echo and Penny are just fine. They're agents of the estate. Is uh, above game asking, are Echo that's and Gina Penny and Sam's character? No, that's Gina oh, and Sam's character uh... from the from Secrets of Silver Creek. Is there anything for the audience or folks that like that would be relevant for this conversation moving forward as like above table knowledge, or are we just going to say these are two people from the, uh, past, yeah, it's, the last it's, game? It's the okay last, if not, but just for yeah, no, for, the last for game, folks who maybe didn't see the first one. The last game, um, Secrets of Silver Creek, ended with Echo and Penny decided that they wanted to go to the other continent. They wanted to explore more of the ancient world, specifically because the other continent was the least explored that Sati had ever done. Um, it was also the most dangerous of the two continents. So they were like, well, then we got to go. And when we last left off, they were prepping to depart, heading out to that continent. And we haven't seen or heard from them since. Hmm. I, would I be able to have a moment with my friends here? She nods and says, yes, I think that's appropriate. I've unloaded quite a bit on you. Doctor, why don't you follow me outside and you and I can discuss what our next moves are and maybe even have a conversation with Orega. If you all choose to wander the facility, I would ask you, please do not leave the compound. Understood. And um, if you could stay in this room, that'd be even better, but you're not prisoners. You're guests, as far as I'm concerned. All right. The room's yours. Nami. The doctor nods and she, she looks at Vernon and goes, um, and follows. Enters, nods to all of you, and heads out. Trail of cigarette smoke behind her. She closes the door. As soon as they all leave, I think Zach is just going to look at all of you and go, well, thoughts? Um, that was a lot. I don't like this. Do you think yeah. they're telling the truth? That's a lot of lie to make up, but I suppose part, part of parts of it could be a part of a larger coercion, but justified belief, maybe. They said this is the way the world is, definitely for surezies, but also we only know a little bit about it. So it could be true to them, but you know, not right. Just because they think it's real doesn't mean it is. I have to confess, I don't understand the science of it all but don't worry i don't either this is really this is i'm having i'm having trouble processing this so you're not alone don't worry about it as well as i can understand our world is as real as we decide that it is 
Real is a social construct, like vegetables. You can't point to a part of a plant that's a vegetable. Any part you point at is like a root, and that can be a vegetable, or a stem can be a vegetable, or a leaf can be a vegetable. Real's the same way. I mean, we, we, we've we experienced everything we've experienced. I I don't have any reason to see any part of my life as, as false or a mirage or, or fake, because again, we're here too. I think that maybe that they don't have a full grasp on how any of this works because I just, I, I simply, I can't, I, I can't understand that we're on earth and we were on earth and that those two earths are not the same. So, um, I'm, I, I, I don't know. I, they, she assures us that we are real and our lives were real. And I also, I wouldn't be able to believe her if she had said otherwise. So. I don't. So why would we ever go back if this is the baseline reality? Because this technology sucks and there's no dinosaurs and... And we might just oh, Yeah, so. we might not be able to stay here. We don't yeah. know yet. I don't think I want to go back. But if we already have two people, Penny and Echo, from our reality that are here and they haven't discorporated... Hold on. Oh, sorry, that's great pin in that. Zach, what? I, I I'm don't... not going to lie. The last... Not opinion I thought you would have of Same, me too. Also definitely thought if anyone wanted to, it'd be Zach. <laughs> yeah, Zach, you love dinosaurs. They don't and have Silver them Creek. Here. I don't have to uh, always be watching and waiting for something terrible or I it's as real as we want it to be all of it all of it and it's still protecting Silver Creek just in in a bigger picture kind of way huh that That's Makes sense. That's yeah. very, very sensical, yeah. Huh. Well, I just want to know if we're all going to crumble to... That, yeah, we have about tw 23 and a half hours or something. Goo. Yeah. Also, finally, uh, Clover's going to look at some tech in this room. Okay. Um, and while, while you turn, Joe does turn back to, to Dally and be like, okay, okay, yeah, so there are people from Silver Creek, yes, I, who's like, I did put a pin in it mentally, and we will come back to Dally, I had, had thoughts. <laughs> uh, the tech in here looks, I mean, it's not bad. It's, it's advanced. It's just not anywhere near as advanced. It has shortcomings. Like, you can't just point something and scan it and get all the data back. Apparently, there are readouts. And then there's time, it takes some time consumption. It, the scanners that they have here are more high tech than what we have here in actual Earth. Uh, but uh, think of it as just advanced sci tech. Like it's not super high tech, like where you come from. Mad science is what she called it. Yeah. And um, I feel like what would have pinged for me earlier was when they said the blood work would take four hours. Yeah, and that it would take me a while to heal up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Is that accurate? Like that would be weird for us in, or um, something Melina could do. Me, 
but yeah, I mean, so again, it's it's the mixture of tech back where you are from. There are times where that's to be able to do blood work at all. That's almost unheard of. And those that do have the capacity to do it in like the SAT laboratories. Yeah. You don't need to ever do blood work. It's a quick scan and you get ah, instant results. Okay. So just it, the blood work itself was like, a it was weird. weird yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You need to take my, they're going to steal my blood. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need that for having blood. Um, what I don't get yet in all this, this stuff's real. This stuff's differently real. This is paradox. This is whatever shadow. None of that explains why there was a meteor and now there's not. So until I figure out that. Maybe those two uh, Echo and Penny, if maybe they'd let us talk to them. Maybe. Are they even around? I don't know, but maybe at some point if we don't turn to paradox goo before they're back maybe we look can... we can't do anything about being paradox goo either we're time wise we're not goo so you know just if we're not it's like goo, rock is gonna hit us the the yeah. goo is just uh, time rock uh, uh, now curious as to their this place if the meteor was a thing or if yeah didn't you hear the way that she talked about Vern? yeah so not, you don't have them stop, anymore stopped existing but like was it a meteor here yeah we'll have to steal their history books yeah, yeah I that's know. a good okay. question yeah, yeah, yeah. okay i'm All i'm right, going to i'm gonna pull out paka <laughs> um I don't know what this thing does, but I, I, maybe it can gather information. I, I'm gonna. It's <laughs> just gonna pull this thing open and go gather information into the remote control. The wings unfold immediately, and as the device begins to hover off the ground, it goes and settles back into the palm of your hand. Huh. That's fantastic. Need some help with that? Yes. It's <laughs> gonna hand you this little pterosaur-looking drone made out of, like, black liquid metal and the iPhone-like controller it came with. Okay. As oh. you hand that over, both As as you immediately pick that up, the first thing, Ozzy, you and Dahlia make eye contact with each other the same way you might if the two of you heard a sound at the same time and you were checking with somebody to find out if you heard the same sound. But both of you, in an instant, suddenly start to feel the very slivers of a connection of your abilities again. You begin to feel suddenly this sort of presence of the passage of time around you it's that weird unspoken awareness that the both of you have as osteons you begin to feel it's just a whisper but it's enough where all of a sudden you both feel a little more grounded than you were a second ago like you're starting to wake up from a dream 
We're going to pause right there, though. So bookmark that. We're going to go on a 10-minute break. So we'll be back in 10 minutes, you guys. Don't go anywhere. Now, a quick message during the break. To help us continue producing shows like this, consider supporting Althaven on Ko-Fi. Your contributions keep the Haven alive. And if you're not already part of our vibrant community, join us on Discord. It's the best way to stay updated on upcoming shows and events. Welcome back from our break, everybody. We're going to go ahead and jump right back in. Lots of exposition, exposition and lore drop in the first half as our group here is learning about where the hell they are. We're going to pick up right where we left off, which is our two Osteons started suddenly feeling like, <laughs> like waking up again. Like an extra sense has just kind of opened its eyes once more and you can catch that feeling of difficult to describe the just the aroundness the, the the feeling of everything in this room the ebb and flow of like your friends and how they move about around you it's something that isn't really noticeable until it's not there the two of you begin to feel that setting back in it's also worth noting that the device is nowhere near you right now ozzy and you're getting that sense are you feeling that too Aussie. Feeling what? The sense of like reconnecting. Like I tried trying to figure out where we were at and I lost all connection to like time, but now like I'm I'm feeling it again. What does time feel like? Is it in your spleen? No, it's just all buzzy. Wooby wooby and stuff. No, you don't okay, I guess maybe I'm the only one who feels this. Maybe. Cool. I'll go back to being the weird kid again. <laughs> writing down is time. I don't think you've ever stopped. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm writing down is time in your spleen. I'm gonna write. I'm writing this one down. <laughs> uh, hmm. Yeah, that that was one of my favorite songs that played at the Cretaceous Granola Bar. I. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, isn't if you would like to do a a deception roll off to that effect do it. as I yes. gaslight gatekeeping. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> do it. Yeah. I mean let's see What's if you a can good actually... girl boss for NB. What's Please that? Chat. Uh uh put in chat, you do put in the comments. Um, what is the good uh, non-binary equivalent for girl boss? Meanwhile. Yeah. The world good. boss. Girl boss? I I always say girl boss is neutral. So good or bad to taste. It is, yeah, but it doesn't taste. always feel for it, you know? I was going to say world boss. World boss. <laughs> Which I is actually... bossing ever in the world. <laughs> that makes me, of course, think of Star Wars The Old Republic. I'm sorry, Space Wars The Old Republic. <laughs> AMPTP, pull your head out of you. They're, they're calling AMPTP armpit now, and I love it. <laughs> they're just calling it armpit, and I think it's so appropriate. Um, um, what do you want us to roll off against? Um, we roll off of each other and mm -hmm. for anything we have that applies. So, like, um, my two st uh, skill stacks and, um, I think it would be unkind to use burn as an asset, um, but <laughs> my, um, my level of effort. So, like, I'll, I will, um, add nine to my score because that's three stacks of difficulty and then whoever rolls higher with all those. Okay. Does slick apply to this for my roll off? Because I'm trained in deception. 
game recognized game, I would say. There you have it. Which in the case of PVP, instead of reducing, what it does is it kind of adds to the role. So okay. one of the things that that one of the things that um that Cypher does is when you are rolling against another player, one of the things that they do is if, it, if you have something that would ease the target number down, you know how normally it causes the target number to drop. In this case, you add plus three to the die roll. For every okay. asset you get, for every asset you get or everything like rank up and skill and whatnot, you just add an additional three to whatever you die. And then it's whoever it like gives you three. And mm -hmm. if I want to use some effort on this? Then it's also that, th yeah. Then it's just you, it, it all goes up by plus three. Okay. Yep. So Your odds are extremely good. Um, I rolled an eight on the dice for a total of 17. 21. There you okay. go. Yeah, no, lying through their Goram teeth. World bossing. <laughs> Wass lighting. Weight keeping. Yeah, Dahlia's going to clock it, but not say anything. Okay. Because she's that weird girl. Again. You guys hear the door open as Nima sticks her head in the room. She goes, hi, can I come in? Everybody uh, good? Yes, I think, I think we've said all we intend to for the moment. Yeah, the ritual's complete. <laughs> she steps back in. Two guards follow her, but they stay at the door. Um, she moves back into the room and makes her way over to the computer console immediately and just starts typing in a few commands. And she's shakes her head and says, you guys, you all seem just fine. Blood work is coming back okay. I'm not seeing any anomalies. Um, initial scans of Vern actually look pretty good too. If there's going to be any problems, it usually takes a few days. And you, you're, you'll be fine. If, if we see the first signs, then we can get you back to Gravac. It's not a problem. It, unless you want to go back immediately, in which case you just need to wait for the 24-hour period. And then they'll probably translate you right back into your recursion. And and if we do go back, that's a one way. That's one way, right? There's no coming back. She after. makes note that you said if we go back. Um, she listens to you for a moment and says, "Well, um, not necessarily. From what I'm hearing, it sounds like that's in an opportune gate. If that's the case, uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm still kind of trying to get you new to this. The gate that connects Gravac and Earth are it's a translation gate. It's a type of translation gate that's completely rare. It's unique. Translation doesn't normally work like this. You don't just run through a doorway and appear in another recursion. It's not that simple. The exception is in an opposite gate, which you guys just came through. They're exceedingly rare and usually unstable, but this one's been around for over six years. It's pretty remarkable. Also, um, Agent Manners didn't tell you this, but the truth is, is if you weren't quickened, there's a very good chance that the gate would have exploded when you all ran through it. So right now we're banking on the fact that all of you are in fact quickened. It may be is even Vern quickened. Well, um, I don't know if that works that way, but if Vern is quickened, um, then Vern's fine. But if you were all quickened, then Vern would still be okay. The problem seems to be when people who are not quickened enter in an in, in, in opposite gate. Uh, when too much matter that is not native to a, a recursion 
when it's not capable of leaving that recursion floods through another world that's in an opposite how do i explain this okay let me let me start over um when you jump into another recursion you do what's called translating so you fade from this world and then you appear in the next one except for when you appear in the next one you appear as a part of that world the, the reality takes you and puts you in context of that world so let's say you translated into a world like yours except for there were no people everyone was a dinosaur you would translate into that world as a dinosaur you would become part of that reality's context the rules would adapt you and you would form to it um that's how it always works. Anytime you jump into a recursion, the reality just kind of takes you and makes you make sense in that recursion. Does that make sense to you? So if you were, um, if it was a reality of fish people, you would all appear inside of this recursion as fish people. In fact, not only would you recur inside that reality in such a way, but the people who were in that recursion would always just assume that you were there because shadows do that. They sort of just play their role. They can't see the strange the way we can. Um, an opposite gate works completely different. It's a fixed point between two recursions that allows you to simply walk through a door. It takes whatever you have on you and whatever you are, and you just enter the recursion as you are, which means that you can step into a recursion without adapting the context of that recursion. So Entering a world of dinosaur people, but not as a dinosaur person, as uh, Joe, just walking through a gate. That can be dangerous sometimes, especially if you're not quickened, especially if you're not quickened. Stepping into a world where you don't have any context, reality kind of snaps back and writes itself. You don't belong there, so the reality boots you. Except for it doesn't have any way to boot you except for just erase you. And that's why shadows have a tough time entering recursions. And opposite gates can be dangerous because if a bunch of shadows ran through the gate, the gate would explode. It would be too much. Um, since you're all quickened and we're all still here, and I do mean all of us because if the gate exploded, we would all know about it. Um, my money is on... You guys are quickened. And, and to wrap this up, she turns to you, Zach, and says, it's not a one-way ticket. I mean, unless this... Dr. Molina person and Manners wants to seal the gate again, which it sounds like they can't. I don't know why that is. I don't know much about the an opposite gate, but it sounds like they were trying to keep it closed because they knew that if it opened, they wouldn't be able to close it again. So, uh, in other words, if you are quickened, it basically means, Zach, that you can come and go. It's not like walking through a door you're it's it can be quite traumatic if you translate too often too quickly which is why we wait 24 hours before you we send you back it can damage the body and mind not worth it i understand thank you that's wonderful news Anders doesn't seem to think so i'm not sure why but either way it's the way things are now there's an, an opposite gate inside the estate that leads directly to another recursion. That's kind of game-changing for us. It should be impossible, or at least next to impossible, to enter the estate. But Why? Here you. Well, the estate is the first line of defense. And so 
we control who can come and go when it comes to establishing connections to recursions. That way things don't get out of control and people from other realities don't come spilling in here to destroy the estate because the estate does have enemies out there. How do you do that? Do you have like special time guns? We have wards all over the place that prevent recursions from taking place within the estate. They're next to impossible, but again, in an opposite gate kind of breaks the rules a little bit. If, if we did tr travel with a shadow through the gate and they didn't appear on the other side, what, what fate may have befell them? Well, I'm not an expert at this. I'm a medical doctor. I've just learned what I've learned working here at the estate. I don't know too much about this stuff. You'd have to talk to... But from what I understand, you would be erased from existence. And probably melt. No, you would simply cease to be. I there would be... At... Oh, sorry. There would be nothing left. You would just cease. I look at Zach and I say, are you thinking of Yen? He would have loved this. Well, if I can interject, that's not always the case. Shadows can enter through an opposite gates. It's possible. And when it happens, there is a, uh, period of time in which they can exist here particularly if they already tra is, is your friend michael human do they do they come do they appear as human annoyingly so yes <laughs> then there's a very then his odds are very good uh he would be in context with the rest of this world you know what i mean if he was like a, a lizard person that breathed fire that would be out of context and he'd be in a lot of trouble but because he's human it would take him much longer than instantaneous he would appear he would have appeared through the portal with the rest of you all. He wouldn't be able to stay, though, if he was a shadow. We would eventually have to get him back to Gravac. We have a couple of people that visit us all the time from other recursions. He's a uh, annoying scientist, so there wouldn't be much context needed. Oh. <laughs> I think, so, I think Joe needs to, like, center in something that makes sense. <laughs> And uh, one thing that she can make sense of is, hysterically, the shit that happened, like, four hours prior to uh -huh. this. And so I think she's gonna, like, multiverses and time and whatever, it's all, it's too much. It literally, she cannot make it make sense. She cannot make it, the context click in her head. And so I think she's gonna take a second. She wants to try to remember the last time she had eyes on Michael Yen. Like, where might we have lost him? Did he Roll an intellect check. Yeah, I want to because it was pure yeah. chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gonna just kind of like backtrack and like use it as like a meditative exercise, but also she also to try to find Yen. It's one of those moments um, where, um, so the difficulty I'm gonna set this difficulty at three. You need nine or better. Um, it, it was just one of those moments where there was a lot of adrenaline, there was a lot of screaming, a lot of gunfire. They're trying to remember. Okay, when was the last time I saw him? Yeah, she's just gonna walk it back. Um, I don't think I have anything that can drop this. So, um. I, uh, well, no, this is quick study has to be something that's in front of me. It can't just be spending time. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll spend to drop it one and then I'll roll on a uh, six or better. Okay. Drop it one, you six or better. Oh, you've got aux points. Don't forget. 
Everybody's got ox points. Oh, I'll, we haven't used any yet. I'll take one. That's true. All right, cool. This is from Rogan27. <laughs> Thank you. Well, let's use this one. Okay, okay. So three or better. 17. 17. Yeah. Um, You remember seeing him briefly throw his hands over his head and duck low as the gunfire started up. And you remember seeing him rush towards the doorway that led into the observatory. Right when, the, right when the security droids were popping out at the end of the hall, he ducked low and dashed back into the observatory room. He went the room. other way. Yes, he ran away from the danger. Okay. <laughs> Last you saw, he would not have been in the room or been blocked off. You, it's, He was in the best possible position he could have been in to get out of there. To get out of, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was the last time okay. you saw him. He was literally just hunkering his head down and squatting low and running in the opposite direction. You okay. know he was shouting something at you guys too, but you can't remember what he was saying. You couldn't hear it underneath the, the sound of the blaster fire. Yeah, I think she just kind of tries to piece it all back together. And I think knowing that also clicks a little bit of like, okay, thank God Atticus isn't going to be alone because uh, there are theoretically a bunch of butterflies coming and Atticus right. is not safe by, uh, with with yeah. uh, uh, true to form butterflies. So I think she kind of like, Okay, okay, okay. Re real reality. Reality that's real and not what's happening here. Um, <laughs> let's walk that back. So yeah, I think she just kind of takes a sec to kind of buy back. And then she'll, when she kind of, oh, oh, I saw he didn't, he was in the observatory, like interrupting whoever was talking, like fully. Mike Leon ran back to the observatory when the firing started. He wasn't in the room. Oh. oh. It took me, that took a sec. It was, a lot happened. He was, no, he wasn't in the room with us. He didn't okay. come here with us. That's he's, good. He's he's back. He's back with 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 Kimmy and Sweets and 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 uh, uh, Atticus and T Tippy, I believe was his hadrosaur's name. Mm -hmm. It's it's. He's Hattie. Yeah, he's the best equipped to handle all of them and Bruno and and everybody and and so that's, that's something something helpful. I'll take that. Yeah, good I, news. I I have a question. Can recursions go to other recursions? She nods. That's what I've heard. I, I, I don't know. I'm not the expert, but that's what I've heard. Uh, it's everything that's connected within the strange. You can travel from a recursion to another recursion. So, and you can travel pretty easily to Gravac because it's an opposite gate. That's what I've heard yes so someone from someone else somewhere else a, a recursion like ours with better technology than ours could have come to gravac before yes i suppose it's possible if they found the way to gravac no further questions your honor I don't look at Dahlia. I don't look at Dahlia. I don't look at Dahlia. I look at Dahlia. <laughs> you look at Dahlia. <laughs> um, question. In your reality, do people possess any sort of strange abilities? Yes. She nods. Yes. Like what? We call them paradoxes. They are people who have the innate connection to the strange. They can actually tap into the dark energy network and manipulate reality. It's pretty incredible. They're not the only yeah. ones. Awakened can awakened and quickened can both do it. Hmm. Do you have anyone like that around here? 
well, yes, most of our agents are. They're quickened or awakened. Like, so they got all of them manipulate dark matter? Well, not all of them, but most of them know at least a little bit about it. Pretty incredible. I want to learn how to do that. They're able to do it here on Earth, outside of recursions. They're not supposed to, but they can. I look at Ozzy again on that note. Uh, I look back instinctively and then remember I'm not looking at you. <laughs> so it is the world's most obvious. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Ozzy, you want to go take a walk? Yeah, I want to take a walk. I want to look at the window. Or, or to the wall? Um, no, the, I've, I've seen these walls. Okay, just checking. Because it, it does get awfully sweaty in here. Ah. All right, so. Hope you have a ball. <laughs> have fun. See you later. <laughs> well, skeet, skeet, you two. <laughs> and we skedaddle accordingly. Okay, <laughs> those two. Uh, the guards don't move to stop you all. Um, one of them pushes the door open to let you all out. And you step back out into the corridor. You see a lot of people walking around in business suits. A few of them look, glance at you as they move past you. Um, you do see that there is what looks like a gentleman who is looks like your typical like L.A. detective style, like NCIS detective with a button up white shirt and a holster on slacks and dress shoes. Um, and he does, in fact, have the fedora style of like what's his name from the expanse he just has it kind of pushed back onto his head um you of course your characters have no idea what to make of the style you've never seen hats like that but as you were all walking into the corridor he is just flipping through what looks like to be a piece of paper which you'll have all seen before but it's rare um and watches the two of you walk by just kind of watches the both of you with some curiosity not hiding the fact that he's scrutinizing the both of you um Typical, like, he looks like he's got the five o'clock shadow in the whole bit. Like, somebody just pulled him out of L.A. Noir, the video game. Just right out of the 1930s. Um, you guys move down the corridor, in, finding yourself passing by a couple of flags. So imagine how your characters would respond to a lot of this. You also see a couple of images. Uh, you see what looks like an overhead black and white photo of a compound of some kind, flat building. And it set, reads the estate established in 1984, it looks like. And then the number shift again on the picture <laughs> kind of like warps a little bit. Um, like it's like it's constantly changing as you guys are moving past it. Uh, at, when you guys reach the lobby, you can see uh, this place is a, quite the facility. And everyone here looks very professional and very... Uh, very, it looks very much like an FBI office, the way everyone's moving through here, the way everyone's dressed, the way everyone's acting. Um, no one seems to mind that the two of you are wandering through here dressed like you are. Everyone is just totally taking it that these two travelers from the Cretaceous period in an alternate reality have just popped into their world. No one seems to be reacting. It's kind of the same vibe as like the men in black, where everyone's just totally reacting, totally normal and natural to the 
unusual sights that are around all of you. Um, at one point when you pass through the lobby, though, you do come across rather something extraordinary. Um, the two of you, as you're moving down one of these halls, you see what looks like an open space where there is some kind of entertainment center of some kind television set set up and whatnot some news playing across but you're seeing news images and flashing up on these large flat screen projectors of like the world outside mundane news to anybody else who's reading up the news reports but you see skylines cities you see people giving interviews in the middle of the street uh someone smiling as they're trying out new foods at a restaurant Updates to like the Paris Fashion Week. You're seeing models strutting down runways and uh, incidents that were taking place in Europe. Okay, All of see, this I'm is. Gonna a... do that. I'm going to do that. Do you see the girls like walking back and forth? You want to walk around places and wear clothes? Yes. You can yes, do that now. And not... Look, we're walking yeah, and but... you're wearing clothes, both. I don't have to worry about a dinosaur chasing me. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I don't know. Who knows what they traded dinosaurs for? Maybe there's something terrible that chases them here. I mean, look at that. And I'm going to point at a at, uh, car zooming past on the TV. Maybe that's their dinosaurs. Maybe those are hunting them. They look harmless. How does hey. that look harmless? Pardon me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. You hear from behind you both. The turn you see standing at about five and a, about five nine, dressed in a nice brown tweed suit with a bow tie, stripes on it, uh, a, an old walking cane, and a newspaper folded up under his arm. Um, looks like he has a pocket watch in his hand and a curved pipe coming out of his mouth. A triceratops wearing a top hat that's short and brown. He has what looks like metal caps on the end of his very fine looking shoes, small wisp of smoke coming out, and a very large pair of reading glasses that stretch across over the bridge of his face, across his horn, and it rests gently on what would be these two very large eyes. Um, he's tapping this pocket watch with his hands pulls squeezing his walker reaches up and pulls the pipe out of his mouth and goes did i hear you say dinosaurs atticus i is that is that the way you communicate where you're from uh uh um you're talking of course i'm talking you're talking I'm human. You're, um, uh, Doctor, Doctor Ceratops. Pleasure to meet you. Dark, ah, uh, wow. Charmed, Joe. I'm sure. I suspect you are. Yes, <laughs> you seem to be uh, fans of uh, dinosaurs, and I couldn't hold back my amusement any longer. It's uh, not offensive. Don't worry. I'm fully aware that there are other recursions out there that are somewhat similar to mine. Or were gods rest them? 
Are are you related to dinosaurs? No, I'm related to sheep. Of course I'm related to dinosaurs. Look at me. (laughs) I'm just checking. So how do you talk? Well, through careful manipulation of the vocal cords in my throat, I am able to form sound vibrations. And through the manipulations of those sound vibrations by a muscle within my mouth, commonly referred to as a tongue, I am able to formulate words and therefore communicate verbally. I walk straight into that one. Sounds a lot like our friend Joe. Are you, uh, are you, you both are new, aren't you? Is first time at the estate? Yeah. Oh, this must be quite... And you're from a place that has dinosaurs, is that right? And I'm guessing they don't wear fine jackets like this one. He tugs on it. Definitely not. Most of them don't. uh, Although some of them, you you can put a vest on them or boots, and then they don't like the boots, and then they kind of walk a little funny. Yeah. (laughs) I pat Vern's head in the bag from memory. (laughs) Well, I must say... I have heard that there are recursions out there where there are more prehistoric versions of my species wandering around the way they were meant to back in the ancient times, but um, never gotten to see one myself. Don't know how that would go over, if I could be perfectly honest with you. I've not been outside of Earth Shoals. Uh, uh, is your recursion from Earth Shoals? Oh, hello, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Vern, by the way, pokes um, their head out, hearing and smelling something very different. Yeah, tobacco and lizard skin. <laughs> As he's just kind of chatting you all up. By the way, this is an actual character in the strange bestiary on page 155 named Dr. Ceratops. I'm obsessed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, this is not a, is not a creation. This is a <laughs> legitimate NPC that is from the strange. Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> Was not expecting this, and I'm yep. obsessed. Yep, yep, um, yep. Yeah, Vern peeks out inspects, sniffs, and then will scamper out of the pocket and make a new friend. Okay. Um, Ceratops just keeps talking. Says, oh, look at this little fellow here. Squeak, 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 squeak. Is this from your recursion? Uh, yeah. Uh, they're Vern. They're Vern? I've never heard of a Vern before. It's a good name. You know, here on Earth, they have authors that are quite well known. One of them, apparently, one of them happens to have been sharing that name coincidence isn't it strange how much we have in common all of these recursions one way or the other somehow we find ourselves with these commonalities it's like if you throw enough randomness into the environment you would think that if it was truly random that you would never see the same number twice but the truth is nothing about the strange is in fact completely random as it's all based and seeded from earth which means eventually you will get repeating numbers and in our case you're talking about dinosaurs, and I stand before you, an intelligent one, having this pleasant conversation with your friend Vern here. Hello, Vern. Good to see you. Squeak, 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 squeak. Oh, my God, it squeaks. I love him. How old is he? Oh, um, a little over a, a year now, at least as far as, as we've oh. known each other. Oh, you're a baby, aren't you, Vern? Oh, let, hold on. Let me see if I've got some crackers in my pocket here. And he puts his pipe back in his mouth. And says, I've got some. To do. Oh, you know what? I have some of that cinnamon roll I kept earlier today. And pulls out this crumbling cinnamon roll from his tweed pocket. So, they told me that wouldn't be a good idea, but why don't you help me finish that off, Vern? He kind of reaches down and hands Vern uh, their first ever cinnamon roll. 
piece of it, just hands it over. Um, there you are, baby. You just take that, eat that, baby. There it's a, like sniff, sniff, and then. <laughs> well, I don't want to trouble you too much longer, but uh, I couldn't help myself. You both look like you're from a place that has dinosaurs, and I mean that as a compliment. And uh, if uh, if I ever see you again, we we should sit down and, and talk. I would love to hear. Where are you from? What what is the name of your? If you don't mind my asking. Grok, 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 Grok. Yes, you're that. talking about Gravac. Gravac. Uh, <laughs> you named your world Gravac. That's absolutely. See, that's what I'm saying. See, here on Earth is what they called the continent Laramidia. Was Gravac? Uh, it's all so extraordinary, isn't it? Anyway, what I'm saying is, is if we ever bump into each other again, we should sit down, have dinner, lunch, breakfast, talk about our, each other's recursions. I bet I bet your mind would be blown if you ever saw mine, of which you are invited to, of course. That would be Thank really you. That's that's very gracious. Hey, do you know what happened to the dinosaurs here? Oh, yes. Well, they were very hesitant to tell me when I asked them that very, very same question. But uh, all dead. Apparently, a series of catastrophic events led to a mass extinction 66 million years ago. A large rock slammed into the earth and set off a chain reaction that over the course of two years wiped out just about 85% or so life on the planet. The details are quite astonishing. Be amazed at what a six mile and a diameter rock flying at over 30,000 kilometers per hour can do to a planet. I mean, I just watched what Vern did to that roll thing of yours, so the capacity <laughs> for destruction on the planet is uh... quantifiable. <laughs> if we look at the Vern model. <laughs> All right. Well, you're that you're quantifiable. Oh. Question, um, uh, um, looking for people who can manipulate dark matter. Have you, have you seen people like that before? Uh, dark matter? No, but a paradox is probably what you're looking for. Yes. Well, paradoxes are all about here. If you run into anybody who can do strange, unusual, interesting things, I'm not one of them. You? Oh, you're a paradox? Well, congratulations, you found yourself. <laughs> Some people oh. spend their entire lives looking for themselves and never get so lucky. No, no, no. I, I know myself. I think I might be one of those people, though, and I don't, I don't understand why. In, really? In, in my, in my world, yeah, I, I can see through time. That does sound like a thing a paradox does. Well, you should talk to the people here at the estate. Well, they come from all over the place. People from recursions and people from here on Earth who can manipulate the forces of the strange. Uh, they can help you learn how to harness and expand your abilities. Hell, they might try to recruit you. That's what they did to me. <laughs> I, I'm not a paradox. Uh, I'm not a paradox, but uh, I work for the estate on my recursion. Sort of a lookout, as it were. You know, sort of someone who makes sure that the big bads don't come in there and mess around with things. Okay. Um, so I could just ask anybody about a paradox? Sure. Uh, you, hold on one second. Steve, are you still there? Let me refer you to my friend here. He's, uh, you see this large gentleman come over, uh, balding, wearing a fine suit, steps up, has a cinnamon roll in his hand. He goes, 
without opening his mouth, all of you here. Yes, doctor, what can I do for you? Oh, <laughs> uh, telepathy never ceases to weird me out. Uh, Steve, uh, this is a, a potential paradox, and I, I'm not sure, but I think their friend is helping them try to look for, for ways to get help around here to learn their abilities. Steve turns to you guys and says, are you new to the estate? His mouth is not opening as he speaks to you. I'm going to try to answer in my head. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ah, he nods. Good. Well, um, if you haven't gone through orientation, I can set that up. Do you know who your handler is? No. Are you native to Earth? So to speak? They, they come from a recursion that's sort of other Earth. They come from a recursion. He looks back at you with some concern, and you're new. Uh, glances over at your clothes, and you can see him doing the math in his head and says, have you spoken to the director yet? Told us we could walk around. So you're very new. Yeah. Like... 40 minutes ago? You? His mouth finally opens. <laughs> As he stares at you in shock. Even Dr. Ceratops turns and goes, Oh, I'm so sorry. I feel so insensitive. 40 minutes out of... This must all be quite shocking. <laughs> you, you, you're doing so well. <laughs> I did... I threw up my first time to the estate. I did not mean to translate when I did. <laughs> Um, quite shocking, really. <laughs> uh, you're handling this very, very well. Doing our best. Uh, well, uh, w w with that knowledge, uh, Steve, what do you suggest? Steve says, uh, out loud, and then in everyone's mind, you, both of you hear, um, I think I would defer to the director. If they've been given leave to walk around, then they should be able to walk around just fine. I can certainly start making inquiries about the potential. I'm sorry. He turns and looks at you again and says, are you asking about training, recruitment? Um, I'm just trying to understand what a paradox is. I... In my um, recurrence, I, I have strange abilities and it sounded like it might be similar to what you guys have. Really? He glances back over at Dr. Ceratops and Ceratops thumbs at you and says, Wicked. And he nods and goes, uh, That's extraordinary. Um, very unique. Yes, of course. Uh, we would be happy to, to help in any way. I would just need to clear it. But yes, that, that is something we could absolutely help you with. Who do you need to clear it with? Well, if we're going to train any paradoxes, I just need to get the proper authorization from the director. That should be easy. She was in our room earlier. Oh, well, then, then I suppose it's just a matter of time. Uh, will you be staying long? Not sure yet. Okay. And what, what recursion did you say you were from? I look at Ozzy. Uh, they, they said Gravec. And the guy smiles and goes, <laughs> no, uh, Gravec has been sealed. Um, Probably talking about another one. Oh, no one told you. I'm sorry. No one told me. I'm sure they'll get around to it. 
what are they talking about? And he looks over at Dr. Ceratops and Sucter says, uh, didn't know anything about anything being sealed. They said they were from Gravik. <laughs> anyway, I really need to get going. Um, thank you so much for this lovely conversation. It was absolutely lovely meeting and seeing the look on your face. <laughs> You're both absolutely lovely. Bye, Vern. You just keep that, okay? You just, you just numb on that, you little adorable thing, you. Wow. Gosh, it's gone, man. and Vern is asleep. Oh, <laughs> I wish we had mammals where I'm from. Oh, anyway. It's the fuzz. Yeah, sure we is. Don't, we don't have enough fuzz. It's all feathers, no fuzz. Feathers are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Can't lie, can't lie. With that, he raises his hand over his head, holding his pipe as he just moves down. Um, Steve just waves says, uh, bye, Doc. And then turns says, um, I'll check with the director if you're not going anywhere and I can get back to you. It shouldn't take long. If you've already had a conversation with her, I could expedite the process if you're interested in training. That would be great, but I do have a question for you. Sure. You didn't believe what Dr. Ceratops said, so yet you can speak in our minds? I'm a paradox with telepathy. I practice here. I'm sorry. He says out loud, is that uncomfortable for you? I should have asked. I'm this is how I communicate with everyone, and I just kind of forget sometimes. No, 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 not uncomfortable. It's just, can you see what what we can see, too, in our minds? No, I don't do that unless I have permission. <laughs> you would have to give me the thumbs up if I was going to look. Uh, okay. <clears throat> and he closes his eyes. Focuses for a moment. You start to feel a presence suddenly. Mm -hmm. Dahlia, you begin to feel the energies that you are familiar with manipulating. You begin to feel their presence around you. It's almost like a second version of Steve has walked, stepped aside and has reached out and is touching the sides of your face. Like mm -hmm. an astral projection almost has reached out and is connecting with you. And you start experiencing the memories just coming back up. Like those late nights when you're trying to go to sleep and you just can't stop thinking about a thing that happened to you when you were 12 or something. Like it's one of those moments where all of a sudden it just kind of clicks in and you're like, oh yeah, this happened a few minutes ago. You start remembering, leaving, jumping through the portal, the whole bit, and then it's done. And he snaps out of it and just... Oh my God. Oh my God, the Gravac gate is open. Oh my God, the Gravac gate. Uh, okay, why are you, why are you freaking out? Um, that is that is a restricted gate. That is a that is a keystone gate. It, it is uh, why uh, I because uh it, it, a keystone gate. It's uh this wasn't explained to you. No. Uh, okay. Well, um, there are uh one of the things that protects the shoals of Earth from the planetivores is the uh. Uh, the the frequency of the recursions that appear and have grown up uh, around into the dark ne matter network known as the strange all, all around earth but if there was ever a repeating pattern of any kind it would make it easier for the world eaters to send agents through and learn how to adapt to certain laws within those recursions and continue to infiltrate and break down and destroy them one by one by one by one uh Gravec is an off-limits 
recursion because um, it's very existence in where it lines up along this uh, anomalous strain of random recursions just so happens to be close enough to earth that it's sort of in a repeating pattern. Essentially it is kind of a, uh, it's a keystone gate. It means that if it was to ever fall, then the planetivores would have a straight shot right to all of us. Oh, it's a chink in the armor. Let's put it that way. It's, sealed so, for a reason i see and it's no longer sealed it's no longer sealed you see him put his head between his legs he goes i need i just need to sit for a second hold on just kind of squats down starts breathing heavily i'm, I'm gonna go sit down can, for somebody who could speak in people's heads and see things you don't handle things very well he looks at you for a long moment and he says, yeah, um, I've seen one. A planetophore. Yeah. yeah, I saw one. Where? Out there. Huh. I didn't mean to. I didn't want to. I, I wasn't trying to. And yet you did. It's... Did it seek you out? They're always out there looking for a way in. They're trying to get to Earth. They're always there, just looking for the right time. They're out between the walls of reality. And there's no way to describe what they look like. They're just like looking at a living planet that wants to devour you. It's Um, question above board. I want to yeah. use premonition on okay. Steve. Okay. See if I can learn about what he's talking about. Okay. Um, how much does that cost to use? Two intellect points. Okay. It's going to cost you three because you are All still, right. oh, I'm sorry. It's going to cost you four intellect points this time around because you are recently translated to this and you are still adapting to this reality. I'm so, edge of two. Does that still apply to this? Uh, yeah, you can still use your edge. So it'll cost you two instead of four. Two, two points. Sounds good. So, so you actually feel it kind of takes you a second as you focus your mind and you're having to push through. It feels like you're just like trying to rip apart fabric in order to see on the other side for a second. You have to give it a really good tug before you're actually able to use it. But when you do, your premonition, what exactly were you trying to see? Um, What he's talking about. Okay. For a briefest of moment, the briefest moment, you see emerging from, you find yourself standing on this rocky outcropping and emerging from what looks like a great purplish dark black red nebula filled with pulse lightning the size of a small supernova you see emerging from this a worm that has chitinous-like skin segmented with bony arms branching out like great claws and sizers. Its mouth is like a lamprey filled with teeth. And on both sides are these fangs that look like the pedipalps of a spider eagerly reaching out 
This thing opens its maw. You hear for a briefest moment the screaming of somebody next to him. And he turns, you see a woman who is seeing this the same as he. And in despair and utter breakage, she drops to her knees, her mouth agape, sobbing at the sight of it. She goes completely white and lets out a tortured wail. He reaches down and grabs her. You can feel your heart pounding as the adrenaline is rushing through. And you have a sense of detachment from this because you are seeing through someone else's eyes. But you're getting echoes of a primal terror that you've never experienced in your life. Something that goes beyond. If you can imagine that instinctual horror you might feel if you were being hunted in the wilderness. Take that and magnify it onto a spiritual level as though you were being hunted by a dark god that looks like a lamprey the size of a planet. And this thing emerging from this cloud as it starts to push forward, you feel yourself starting to break. She won't move. She is sobbing and crying in agony, sorrow, and despair at the sight of this thing. She covers her eyes and begins to claw at her face before he grabs her by the hands and starts dragging her out towards what looks like some kind of circle. And then you snap out of it. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. He's catching his breath and goes, yeah, it's okay. I'm okay. But um, I, I should probably tell somebody uh, the Gravac portal needs to be closed. That shouldn't be, that should not be. Um, I'm sorry. I, I will put in your request. What was your name again? D Delilah? D D D D D Dahlia. 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 Um, I'll, I'll put in that request for you. Um, excuse me. And he wanders away. You're not even sure he knows where he's going, but he just wanders away from you. Bumps into a trash can. Says, excuse me. You hear it in your mind. Everybody listens and looks up as they see Steve move throughout the office and turn a corner. Okay. <laughs> um... I think we need to go tell the others what just happened. It's a good idea. Let's go. Um, do y'all want to do anything before they return, or do we want to cut back to them getting back to you guys? Okay, I want up? to heal. Okay. So the nurses are working with you. Um, it should not be a problem. You are actually going to get the benefits of two heals. Oh, gosh. Awesome. So you're going to get the five-minute... You're going to get the five minute rest and then you are going to get um the secondary which i believe is 10 minutes ten, yes 10 minutes second okay. roll so you get yeah. two rolls basically sweet <clears throat> oh no you should actually get three rolls because it's been well over oh. into an hour oh yeah okay yeah. i'll give you three rolls because you're also getting medical attention i forget a oh, 1d6 <clears throat> plus tier points okay yeah and we're still tier one. Uh, plus an additional four because you're getting medical attention. If, right you've, if you've tiered yeah. up to four. Yeah, um, you should probably heal. This will probably get you back to full. That's my guess. Oh my god. So Worst wait. rolls ever. <laughs> <laughs> wait, how many uh, roll? Wait, we do three rolls, you said? And then... Uh, three rolls and you're going to get an additional plus four because you're receiving immediate medical attention. Wow! Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let me just roll three d6. The nurses are being very good. They're taking care of you. The way nurses do. Bless all y'all. Okay. Bad, very bad rolls. Joe's Joe's passed out. I think Joe just like immediately is, has been like trying to key into the conversation, but is fully in the adrenaline crash phase of 
whatever the past 40 hours have been and is <laughs> like fair. like out out and like occasionally we'll hear like a word and you like internally be like moik 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 i'm listening and paying attention and then it's out three seconds later like she's okay. passed out <laughs> well um returning the two of you step back into the infirmary it's a much more relaxed atmosphere in here now you can see everyone's just chilling out in here joe is completely passed out it's like almost snoring just completely unconscious. <laughs> um, what is Zach doing out of curiosity? Has Zach just been hanging out? I was going to ask, Zach is, Zach wants to talk to the guys, that the, the folks that do security here. Okay. Um, I think the first thing is he's without a safety blanket. So he's going to go to whoever's running security and go, is there a range or a place where your men practice that I might be able to gather my things and just fire shots to clear my mind. Not until you're authorized, sir. I'm sorry. Can you tell me about your weapon? He glances down and he looks back up at you and says, I'm sorry, sir. You don't have that authorization. Are you also from a recursion? No, sir. Or... I'm from I'm from here. I've been to a recursion. What's it like? Your home. You see, that kind of trips him up for a moment. He says, "I'm not sure how I would describe it to you, but uh, I suppose the first word that comes to my mind is quiet." nice does the quiet unsettle you it didn't but it does now because you know the quiet means it makes it easier for something to listen to you because because I've seen things since I got this job That's what my home is like. Maybe I could put in a word to see if we can get you something. I would appreciate it. I will be of no trouble to you. Let me, um, let me see what I can do. Thank About you. That moment, Dahlia and Ozzy push in the doors and step back into the room as the party reunites. Um, it's pretty wild out there. Wild how? It's pretty boring out there. I'm going to drop onto Joe's bed and lie down with Joe. <laughs> okay. I'm awake. What happened? Oh, be asleep. Pat, pat. Okay. <laughs> Out done. again. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> you got oh. it. You got it, dude. <laughs> uh -huh. So there, there was. We ran into another doctor that looked like Atticus. Uh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yep, looked exactly like Atticus, but can talk and smoking a pipe. Had glasses on. 
Call themselves Absolute. like Dr. Ceratops. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Uh, the rules of this world keep changing. They do. It's like we're in some sort of hub for all of the reoccurrences and that this is just like one central point that they all meet. Um, but there was something a little bit more terrifying that I, I saw. I ran into somebody who has similar abilities as I do. And from what I can understand and describe, because I don't remember exact words he used, but it looks like that there is like a time worm sort of thing that's going to be coming through a nebulous sort of place that um, endangers our reality and their reality. Is this like the, the world eating thing or something else? Yep. Oh, mm -hmm. that world great. eating thing. It's like the size of a planet. It's huge. Okay. Wow. I believe they called it the planet. Like I actually saw it. That. You saw it? I'm going to call it a worm. It looked like a worm. I saw it. It was worse than any T-Rex I've ever seen. Hmm. Okay. So perhaps it's not a good idea that we're here. I'm just not sure what would we do here? What would I do here? Probably tech stuff. You're already better at tech than they are. Right, but I feel uh, like I couldn't, like, could I teach them stuff? Is that okay? Is that allowed? Wouldn't that mess up something? Probably they, okay here, because uh, Dr. Ceratops could walk around here, so clearly they're okay with things that aren't from here. I'm still on Joe's bed, but I have now, like, gone onto my side, the opposite side from Joe, so that I can, like, talk to the people, um, but also be in a physically low-energy state and, <laughs> you know, be near Joe. You get, like, Joe hums every once in a while, like a, like a, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Occasionally, I'll just hypermobilize the shoulder for a pat-pat. Yeah, it's not, not like waking up, but, like, an acknowledgement, like, vague, like, yep. she's listening, she's just, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like yep. <laughs> yep. Well, nice. yeah. I guess I could maybe do that. What are you thinking, Zach? They said something that um, truly disturbed me, which six years ago, our recursion was almost destroyed. I wouldn't have known, you wouldn't have known. None of us would have known. We were on the brink of destruction and completely ignorant to it. They've got Tara to handle the obvious things, you know? I just don't like the idea of our home being so vulnerable. Um, Clover starts laughing 
like laughing really hard. Uh, and then she said, I was going to do it, but then I was like, that's going to seem rude <laughs> to Noir <laughs> having this like beautiful no, moment. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, <laughs> Zach's giving you this look like. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, she's like, uh, ah. no, just oh my God. I'm just thinking about what all the butterflies would say to this. <laughs> no, that, it that just is makes funny. It all seems so useless. Everything they are about and for and against, it's like, well. <laughs> oh my God. I almost want to show them, <laughs> just to show them. <laughs> it makes it all seem kind of useless, like stealing a time machine and running away to try to prevent it getting destroyed so you could save everyone from a rock that wasn't coming. Yeah. Theoretically. The rock. How come the rock doesn't come? Or does it? I'm so confused. Um, I think this would probably be a really good moment that we should copy Joe and maybe all take a rest. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. Um, Joe has good ideas. Nima, overhearing this, she says, if you all want, I can turn this whole area into sort of your barrack for the night and let you all get some sleep. I can even give you something to help adjust to your environment, kind of relax you a little bit if you want. Otherwise, I can just post people outside the door to make sure nobody bothers you. That would be great. Okay, um, everyone, are we good? And some of the nurses just nod and say, okay. Well, it looks like we've done all the testing we need to do for the day anyway. Um, let's... Um, Let's give you guys some of your space and uh, everyone starts grabbing some of their things and start moving out in space. Nima just wait, wait. Some. Can you make sure the people who are outside to make sure no one comes in and bothers us are like the biggest and most intimidating so everyone wonders who it is in there and like we get this air of mystery and stuff? <laughs> um I'm Thank not you. Sure. <laughs> And then I roll over Joe facing, like, I'm going to go to sleep now that my request. (laughs) (laughs) She just shakes her head and she's like, good night, everyone. (laughs) Um, I'll see you in a few hours. Get some rest. And uh, I'm sure by the time you all wake up, we'll be ready to send you back to Gravac if you wish to go back. Um, Okay. She starts turning to leave and the doors open again. And striding into the room, flanked by two guards, you see... Dr. Catherine, or Agent Catherine Manners, looking a little more severe than she was before. And she comes to a stop, um, doesn't have a cigarette in her mouth this time. She folds her arms and says, I'm afraid our hospitality has to put it put on hold for a minute. Sorry to do this, but I'm going to need one of you to come with me. And that means I'm sure all of you are going with her. So if you would, please. She looks directly at you, Dahlia. What did you do, Dahlia? <laughs> Just immediately. When you say that, 
Uh, Manor speaks up and says, it's not clear that she's actually done anything, but we need to make sure. Okay. So let them figure out other Dahlia. Have fun. You're all staying here then? This will be easier and cleaner. Let's go. No, I, if it's all the same to you, Dahlia, I would like to attend. You should stay here and protect the others. I've already caused enough trouble for all of you. I'm gonna, Duh. like, unroll and catch okay. eyes with Zach like we're ignoring... You're, you're ignoring that, right? <laughs> just confirming. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gonna kind of look around and just kind of, like, just get it close. Dolls, are you sure about this? Um, yeah, I am. I've already put you guys through enough. I was the one who led you guys to that facility in the first place. I've shown you guys things that you probably shouldn't have. No, like, stay, just stay here. I'll stay here. She also clocks the fact that it's been a long time since he's called her dolls. Mm, okay. <clears throat> with that, you all see Dahlia be escorted out of the room. I gotta pop up and go with her. I was gonna okay. stay to keep an eye on Joe, but if Zach's staying, that means that Joe is oh. safe and can have a safe nap, and I'm not gonna let her go alone. Oh, Zach's not staying. Oh, Zach is a, <laughs> That's true. Zach is immediately going over to Clover and go, I, I need my drone back, please. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you want me to just try to activate it for you first? Yes. Okay. I'd like to try to activate this thing. It starts to activate and goes and then deactivates again. Can I, uh, ooh, I'd like to use my thingy to find out what this thingy does, how it works, how to turn it on. Okay. So um, I spend two, but I don't because I have two edge. And hey! Hey. <laughs> it does uh, not work. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> it just doesn't work? It just doesn't oh. function. Um, as you do everything you know to do that makes this work, it does not activate. Okay. It starts to power up and it goes, powers down again. I'm sorry, Zach. This thing is, it's broken beyond my abilities to repair it. Uh, just to clarify, right now. I, I was going to say, just to clarify, Clover, nothing seems to be wrong with it. It has taken no damage. All oh. the circuits are completely intact. It okay. looks like it is perfectly functional. It should be working. Uh, I don't know why it's not working but i can't get it to work either sorry it's fine plan b these are like hospital beds right yeah uh, a little more advanced but yeah okay uh just breaks one of the railings off to have a makeshift <laughs> club just in case guns and come up <laughs> Guns? You, uh, you hear the clattering of guns as they are all aimed at you immediately. Oh. Four guards raise their guns. One of them drops to a knee and goes to his left shoulder where he clicks a button. Um, Manners doesn't move. Oh, I thought they had left already. No, they're waiting to escort Dahlia out of here. 
Oh, in that case, he would not have done that. He oh, would just okay. wait for he would just wait for them to go and fall. Yeah, behind it's one of those quiet eight moments where you don't think that'll do a thing, and then you say, like <laughs> everyone turns red, and you're like, what? Oh yeah, a fast yeah. road again. Yeah, in, in my head, like he wouldn't have asked for the drone in front of Manners Ivan. Oh, so okay. like, so gotcha. that was like, okay, I'm gonna yeah. follow discreetly. Yeah. If that doesn't work, I'm gonna follow manually. Yeah, I just want to make sure I have a weapon there, while I do it. Yeah, no, no. To clarify, Manners is there in force, and she's waiting for Dahlia to follow her. And she said, if you all want, you can come with. Otherwise, there's some questioning that needs to happen right now. Mm. Yeah, um. so uh, um, uh, Ozzy caught eyes with Zach to establish whether or not Zach's for real staying here. But otherwise, like, when Dahlia leaves, Ozzy will be leaving simultaneously. Zach's full intention is to stealth follow. And Clover will stay here with Joe then. Y'all can yeah. wake Joe up if you want. Like, I love a party split. No, but, like, it's just is stressing people out. Like, y'all can Hush wake you, Joe up. you need sleep. Yeah, you need to This sleep. is Ozzy's thought. Ozzy, like, Joe. No, that's good. That's good. I love the, I love the conflict. But, like, if above game, like, you could totally. <laughs> you go get your sleep in this fantasy world. Fair enough. Yep. I love it. I love to split the party. So one, you get it. sleep. Two, if I if I stay on the other side of the split, I will just shenaniganate by a slightly different mechanism. There's no version where I'm all behind. I'll finish it, man. I'll finish it, man, all day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. First, we shenan, and then you know what we do? We shenan again. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With that, um, whoever does follow, just give me a real quick. Who is staying behind? Is it nobody staying behind? Right? The techs it, are staying behind. Okay, cool. yeah, we'll stay. Behind. Two techs are going to stay behind. All right, so Nima is going to stay with y'all, but uh, the rest of you, Manners escorts you all out of here, and you are mm -hmm. led down the, the halls. Uh, Nima looks a little concerned as she looks on afterwards, and glances at the two of you as you spot her. She just gives you a reassuring smile and turns back to her computer. Um, the rest of you, though, you're led down the corridor, and the force that they are showing now is not as friendly or as accommodating as it has been before. Um, as soon as you all leave the room, you're joined up by six other guards. And when you reach a larger corridor, you see there are guards waiting for you at the end of that corridor. And the rifles that they are holding do not look low-tech at all. Hmm. They don't look like the guns that the guys have been wearing and holding. They look like the reserve guns. These look like something a little closer to what Sati uses for plasma rifles. Um, they're currently in a dropped position. Their fingers are nowhere near the trigger, but they are in a guard state. You are led down a series of these corridors with these guys following after you until you are finally led into a room, which is clearly the brig. And as you move inside, you see two things. Um, Manners steps into the center of the room, and behind a field of energy, you see Orega stand up immediately. He's wearing different clothes and straightens and gives a bit of a, a weak smile to all of you um and all over the screens here you see like bio readouts and whatnot um the cell that he is in looks somewhat comfortable and it doesn't look like he has been abused in any way it looks like he is just kind of resting inside but she turns her over and walks up to him and says based on the information we've been able to extract from orega and from our own intelligence reports, we've been able to confirm this. And she goes over and taps a few buttons on the computer and a holographic projection, the first in which you've seen them emit here in this place, appears before you. It's not nearly as technologically advanced. This one more looks like 
a projection and not an actual hologram the way you guys have it in Gravac with your high tech. But this projection immediately shows what looks like the plastic robotic looking form of Dahlia's other rotating slowly. And she goes, this is Theta. And Theta works for the world killers. So who the hell are you? And they, she turns and looks directly at you, Dahlia. And that is actually where we have to stop because we have a heart out tonight at nine. Um, oh my gosh. So that is going to bring a hard stop to us tonight. No! Um, uh, we're going to pick things up. This is a big info lore dump episode um, next week. We're going to be getting into the thick of it to be sure. Uh, so join us again next Monday night and we'll see you back in the strange. Till then, have a good night. As we wrap up today's thrilling recording on Predation, remember that you can catch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Althaven every Monday night at 6 p.m. PST. Explore our diverse podcast library, from the $2 creature feature to pest control and beyond. Dive into our rich archive, featuring everything from the eerie mysteries of ghosts and werewolves to the epic adventures of Star Trek and superheroes. Your continued support fuels Althaven's journey, so please consider supporting us on Ko-Fi to help create more shows like this. Join our lively Discord community to stay updated on upcoming Haven events. Until next time, keep exploring, keep listening, and keep the Haven spirit alive. Thank you for being a cherished part of Alt Haven.